podcast i'm your host steve greetings everyone what is happening my name is dan but you probably already knew that if you're a listener of the show welcome to heroes of noise today is a very special day ladies and gentlemen today is the first day of a certain gentleman that i shared the show with it's the first day of his fourth decade ladies and gentlemen so let's all give him a round of applause happy birthday steve how are you sir i am doing well man you know what's funny okay so i don't know if y'all know this but I'm having a birthday bash. And you know what? Let me tell you how close you are, Dan. I didn't realize how important you were in the life until I thought that Gail and Dan might not be there. Oh. And I was like, well, that sucks. Ain't that special. It Seriously, it is. You will be genuinely missed, except for the fact that I understand why. But I was like, man then I'm going to have to have another get-together just for Dan. Wow. That's, you know what? You're putting far too much energy <laughs> into our friendship, but I so appreciate that. You're the life of the party. I told you. Would I do the same thing for you? I don't know if I would. No, I'm just kidding. I would. I don't think I, you should. <laughs> I don't think you should. But I, but see, remember, I'm trying to be a better friend. Is this like one of your fourth decade resolutions? I'm going to hit you hard with that fourth decade thing until it sinks in. Oh, dude, it is. It is a soup. I am taking away from people that I are not, even the people that I'm just like, I really wish that they gave more. I'm done. And I'm putting all the direction into people that do. Awesome. That's my fourth decade. It's a nice policy. You know, it's good that you're doing that. And I think it also, it's a good thing for my fourth decade that I start my fourth with something I love doing so much with the podcast. I couldn't even imagine of taking this day off. I love doing it. I love talking to the people. So did I have to wake you up this morning? Uh, no. In my, uh, I just happened to open my eyes and I looked at my text and it said, tick, tick. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap. Then I looked at the time. I was like, oh, crap. And then I got up. What a way to wake up, right? Happy birthday to you. Rush, hurry up. How was your week, sir? You know, it was just your standard BS week, Steve. If you've heard the show enough, you know, like every other week I'm working on the weekend and this is that week. So it's just been work, work, work. I got nothing for you. That's really about it. I saw some movies, you know, go figure. Watched some television shows, go figure. Lost a little weight, even though I did that. I don't know how that worked out. Ooh. And I think I'm ready to go back to the gym. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Back to the gym. 
Back to the gym. Yeah, I think the whole Achilles thing has worked itself out. So we'll yeah, see. I'm, You know, it's interesting because all of a sudden, now, because your Achilles is that little string oh, uh, oh, uh, muscle right behind your ankle, right? It's a tendon, actually. Sorry to sound like an asshole when I say that. Oh, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's <laughs> a, I mean, if we're going to, if we're going to be factual, Steve, I'm just saying. This freaking guy, always the smart one. But I will tell you, it connects to the muscle. Which muscle does it uh, attach to, connect to? It, it attaches to your calf. Really? Word. All of a sudden, mine is all sore. And I'm like, what the crap is that? And I said, I think this is what Dan felt. Uh-huh. I did some voodoo shit. And they're like, you got to throw it onto somebody. I'm like, you know what? Steve should wake up in pain on his fourth decade. That's what I did for you, sir. It just feels like there's something, like when I point my foot forward, it hurts. And like when I walk, it it's like, like it's like, did I work it out or something? Because there's only one. It's not the other one. The other one's fine. Well, guys, if you don't know, like, Hudson is a beast as far as working out. Like, he's a, literally, seriously, like, I'm not even trying to, like, play it up. My man is is jacked because he works out oh, religiously. God. No, seriously, like, when you were posing for me in that Speedo the other day, bro, I was like, God oh, damn. Oh, yeah. I thought you'd like it. I thought you'd like it. Because when yes. you put the oil on those pecs and then the, yes. and then the daylight yes. hit it. And the fun, you know what the weird thing is? Gail walked in acting all weird. I'm like, what? We're just chilling. What's wrong with this picture? I'm like, babe, will you look at this dude and check the package? Thank you. And she, she, I know. That's when she turned around and she gave me that weird look. I know. Unimpressed. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. it's weird. I don't know, dude. You've got beast mode pecs. You know what I'm saying? I tried you to. You got the biceps. And the thing is, people, it's, people talk about T'Challa. You talk about, you better be talking about to Steve. To Steve. To Steve's the dude. <laughs> Tahala, that's Steve. Tahala, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Tahala is your boy, and and for my Achilles to like be acting weird, and I think you prepped me for it. Your talking about it prepped me for oh, and also my doctor. My doctor was like, oh, you know all that weightlifting stuff. Yeah, you're gonna have to stop doing that. And I was like, ha ha ha, you are wild. And uh, turns out she was totally right. Apparently, all those years in school, she knew something. She's like, oh, you can't. Do it's this. all those backflips you've been doing, brother. Dude, I remember those. Oh, I was awesome. <laughs> I did ten in a row before. Hey, I'm sorry to uh, you know disappoint the listeners, but I really wasn't checking Steve out in the speedos. But I'm sure it's I'm sure it's lovely. I'm sure you're lovely, bro. You know, I've never. Have you worn a speedo, G? Have I worn a speedo? Hell yeah. no, I've not worn a speedo. That would be just making sure. That would be bad. Just making sure. Now, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to get. Um, some contact information out of the way and you won't be hearing it from my wonderful birthday voice, my 40 year old birthday voice. You're going to be good news. You're going to be hearing it from the man, the myth, the legend, the dude with the, he has the subtle tones on this show. Everybody listens for his voice. Everybody's like, man, who's Dan? Love that Dan with, you know, I mean, man, they just, they email talking about, (laughs) oh my goodness. This guy's voice, I was on my way to work and all, you know, he started talking and it turns out I was pregnant from his voice. All that kind of stuff. It happens we get a lot. It all the day long. It does happen a, a lot, lot, dude. It's a problem. I don't know if it's technically yours. I don't know if it's technically your baby after that, but either way, whatever you're doing with your voice, it goes very white, then Dan. Easy. So for the next 35 seconds. It is Dan's show. Man, you throw me off my game. But ladies and gentlemen, did you realize that you were going to hear this much bullshit in just this um, short amount of time? <laughs> Didn't know you're going to turn on the heroes and hear just hear us blowing each other, right? But that's what's happening right now. So you're the dude. You know, you're the dude. 
Every once in a while, you got to blow your friend. That's all I'm saying. So every once in a while, you got to blow your friend. That's my jam. All right, Hudson, let's get down to this, man. You know, you actually kind of threw me off because I was going to do something first, but that's okay because I'm always prepared. So if I may, I'm going to go ahead and handle this. Ladies and gentlemen, what's happening? Happy Sunday. Happy April 15th. Happy Steve's birthday. I've got information for you. Here we go. If you want to reach the Heroes of Noise podcast, then you simply have to email us, folks. Heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com. That is Heroes of Noise podcast at, you know, that little sign, gmail.com. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can reach us at, at Heroes of Noise. You can reach myself, Dan, at Dan Q Public, and the birthday boy, Steve, at SE underscore Hudson Music. Happy birthday, man. Proud of you. You made it. You made it. You made it. I made it. You made it to being an old man. Uh, Instagram, Heroes of Noise Podcast. Facebook, Heroes of Noise Podcast. And you can get all of it, all of it, ladies and gentlemen, at www.heroesofnoise.com. You can subscribe to the show. There's just so many little things to click and shit. And quite honestly, I'm kind of bullshitting you. Like, it's all there, but it's not popping for me yet. I think it's a fine website, but it's not popping yet. So when we get that whole WordPress thing going on, look the fuck out, because it's going to be a beaut. Other than that, that's pretty much it. Uh, You know, like, reach out. We're on YouTube. Uh, You can hit us up. Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, everywhere, man. I'm talking everywhere. That's where we are. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and turn it back over to the birthday boy, Mr. Steve Hudson. Happy birthday, sir. Thank you, sir. And I only have one question for Dan so we can get this on the road. What's that? What have you been watching? Oh, (laughs) before we do that, I just watched something, but it was more of a listen. So I want to get your thoughts on something here. I don't want to like, I don't want to flip the show, you know what I mean? Flip the show on its head. But something, something came up and, um, okay. I just want to get your opinion on this. Oh my gosh, it's going to be a, please don't play Taylor Swift. Damn it, that's what I was going to do. I'm sorry, well, give me your second choice. Nope, there is no second choice. I'm going to go ahead and play it. Yeah, no, okay. it's it's going down. Do you remember the 28th night of September? Love was changing the minds of pretenders. chasing the clouds away. Damn. I'm not saying shit to the chorus. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I got to get to the chorus. Here we go, Steve. Sing along, why don't you? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, you're off the hook, man. So, don't get me wrong. I already know what you're thinking, but I just want to hear you verbalize it. Okay, number one, and people were right. Look, I didn't like Justin Timberlake's version. I think Earth, Wind & Fire is something that very few people should touch, and it definitely is not Justin Timberlake or Taylor Swift. And I don't think September is one you mess with. Period. That's why there's not been a, there hasn't been a lot of remakes for Earth, Wind, and Fire. A bunch of them because you kind of just leave them alone. That's how I feel. I don't think that. Okay, first of all, is September one of your favorite Earth, Wind, and Fire songs? It, there, it's not. Okay, it's not even in my first like list. Exactly. Of top so, twenty. See, no. So to me, this seems half-hearted. Like she didn't even go for a deep cut. This was just no. a money grab to me. Is what it seems like. 
That's what I yeah. think. You know what? That's a great. If she would have, she got all points negative for me. If she would have gone like super duper, not even super duper deep. Let's just say she would have done. Uh, I write a song for you. I would have been like number one. Wow, that she went that direction. But I don't like it. But at least I would have said it was not a deep cut, but it's not one I've heard done a million times. But or heard on the, you know, like when you go to a party, they're going to play September. It was either if, if she would have sung like um, even this. Is, I put this on the level of Boogie Wonderland. Like it's one of those Earth, Wind and Fire songs that I just didn't. I, I don't really listen to that much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. But she got all points negative because this is an obvious pick. And. Like, what producer told her this is a good idea? Or is she at the level of, I don't care what you say. This is what I want to do. Get the rights, and I'm doing it. That would be my guess. But now, here's the situation. This is something that I wanted to bring up here, okay? Yes. (laughs) I got to be very careful with how I explain this here. But there's a certain situation that's going on with my one of my jobs, okay? And uh, it's a big company that has acquired several little companies and is making them go like, hey, you need to start doing what we're doing, okay? So these little yes, companies yes. are not real happy about that right now. Some people are wanting to jump ship, uh, but they're all mad at the big company, right? Yes. So, but my thoughts are, why are you mad at the big company if the owners of the little company sold you out? Do you know what I'm saying? I totally get it. Like, it's not our fault. It's, if you're going to put it into a fault type situation, you should probably take fault with the owners of the, you know, the prior owners of the company. So, yes. using that as an example... Should we be mad at Taylor Swift or should we be a little upset with Earth, Wind, and Fire? Do you know what I'm saying? I think Maurice White holds the, he's passed. So whoever owns those rights that he wrote, that's who should be getting it. Because I don't think Earth, Wind, and Fire has the rights to the songs that Maurice White, uh, Maurice White wrote. He wrote them. So the, the publishing rights go to whoever he, he put in his will. You don't think Philip Bailey has anything to do with this? Hell no. He can't say no. If it's if someone owns the publishing and Philip Bailey says no, and Maurice White was in whoever owns Marie, Maurice White's publishing, it's like, yes, it's happening. It's over. Hmm. That quite, It's not even a debate. He owns the publishing. He can do which, just like that's why we heard Prince on Ready Player One. That was going to bring that up. It doesn't matter who yeah. said no. Yeah. Whoever says no, it does not matter. They own the publishing. They say yes. I knew that one didn't hit you right, so I was actually going to bring that up because it's very similar, you know? Yeah, I would say that the Prince in Ready Player is worse because we know what Prince would have wanted. We know he wouldn't have wanted this. I don't know if Maurice White might have enjoyed hearing his song a rendition by someone totally different. He might have liked it. He might have been like, oh, that's interesting. He might not have hated it like everyone hates it. He might have just listened to his song being done in a different way and thought, well, they tried. Well, to be fair, I don't know if everyone hates it, but I think that most Earth, Wind, and Fire, most Earth, Wind, and Fire fans hate it, you know? Yes. And, and mind you, also, look, Earth, Wind, and Fire, they did a remake, you know, of, even though Paul McCartney uh-huh. asked them to. Man, we're like on you point. Know, I was did, about to bring that up as well. So keep on going. Yeah. Paul McCartney asked them to do a remake for a movie and said, can you do God H.U. into my life? And they're like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. But they were, I mean, when Paul McCartney asked you to do something, not saying that they had to, but I'm sure they're just like, oh, shoot, we can do one. And they raffled through them and said, we'll do this one. 
and they killed yeah. it. Like I did not even. That was the first time I heard that song. I heard that song before I knew who the Beatles were. I heard Earth, Wind, and Fire's version of me that. too. And I like the, I you know I'm a Beatles fanatic, and I like Earth, Wind, and Fire's version better than the Beatles. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean that version is. That intro is jamming, dog. <laughs> I mean, gee, who's better than Earth with a Fire? I mean, as a band, bro, who's better than those guys? Amazing artists, man. But you know, it's like... And your son is a huge fan. Your son's a huge fan. He's a huge fan. Like, he can school me in two seconds when it comes to Earth, Wind, and Fire. I don't that's his. He can school me because that's his group. Like, even though I love Earth, Wind, and Fire, he probably got down into the... Oh, they did this in 19 blah, blah. And this is what was, and I was like, oh, well, you're, you know, Earth, Wind, like I know Beatles. That's your group. You know what I'm saying? I definitely think it's one of them. But I, yeah, I think he, I, I think he knows a lot more than I think he does. Do you know what I'm saying? I know he knows a lot more than I think he does. Did he hear it? Yeah. He's the one that showed me. I hadn't heard anything about this until this morning. And I'm like, oh, and what, I'm going to have to show. Think? Well, uh, yeah, he was insulted to say the least. He didn't like it at all. You know what part of me wishes? What's that? Part of me wishes that... Um, oh, that's another cover. Why would I even bring that up right now? Because you're you Steve and you're tangential and oh, yeah. that's why I love oh, you, bad. man. No, it's about music, but it's about music and your son and it's a total tangential um, conversation. But um, uh, here's the thing. like, I hated it, but... I'm on a low, I'm, I'm trying to be more positive now instead of putting, you know, negative thoughts out into the world. I don't believe she did it saying. It's a new week, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I'm, dude, seriously. I don't think she did this saying, hey, I'm going to take this song and and do, and in the great words of Jason Mraz, make it mine. <laughs> I'm going to actually just say, hey. I'm going to give it a shot. I don't think she, I think she actually was like, this is such a great song. When you're young, you don't think people know the song like you do. This is a great Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Let me make it this way so people are more, I just don't believe that she did it in with a, it with a, I've never heard her. I think she's just young and um, not dumb, but just naive. Anybody that was around her would have told her stop. But we're just two opinions. Like, it's clearly working because if it's, you know how they say like, you know, um, negative news is still news or negative press is still yes. press, you know, totally. like she's getting attention for this. So she wins <laughs> no matter what oh, we and say, she, is. Yes. she wins. She totally is. So we, now, we have to at least, you know, bring attention to that, of course, because, you know, we're not ignorant. Here's the ill thing. Like she was in there. She got a lot of news. Uh, you know, Starbucks got a lot of news. And then, OK, I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. What happened to your Twitter feed last night? What was on your Twitter feed last night? The only thing, honestly, that was on my Twitter feed last night was Baychella. Hashtag Baychella. that is the only thing I'm talking about. I was scrolling and that's all I saw. And I was like, first thing I thought was, okay, this is a big deal on Twitter. The more I scrolled, I said, tomorrow, they're going to be talking about how many tweets there were about this. Sure enough, I open it today and you could look up the number, but it, the amount of tweets for Bay Chelogy. Oh, it's everywhere. Yeah. It was a something point something million. It was like 2.8. Gee, B 
Beyonce shut it down last night, unlike I've seen before. I've never seen anything like this. I was like, okay, she's... I Mind you, I, I'm not the massive Beyonce fan, but I had to last night say... I, wa- I watched... Okay, you know that I'm a very critical person. Nuh-uh. Get out of here. <laughs> Musically, I'm critical. Okay. G, That's number crazy one, talk. I'm sorry, go ahead. Did you... Yours, okay, number one, I'm sure your son saw it, but she had that HBCU band backing her. The brass band, the like marching band. I don't know. He didn't mention anything about that. Maybe he didn't see it. I think I think she's off of his radar, to be honest with you. Dude, he needs to watch that only for that, uh, the marching band behind her. The whole concert, by the way, most of it. They're there doing the, they have a band and them <laughs> doing the songs. And I'm like, dude. I would, a, I would have never thought of doing it. B, I didn't think it was possible to do that. And I watched the performance just being ready, ready to hate. She's incredible, dude. I mean, she doesn't stop for two hours. You know, I have to give it up to her, even though, I mean, I'll, I'll come forth. I'll come up front right now and just tell you, I am not a Beyonce fan at all. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I, I mean, exactly. I'm not disrespecting her. Yes. I just, I don't get her music. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't see the... Um, I don't see what everyone else is seeing. I don't hear what everyone else is hearing. Yes. Uh, I just don't get it. But I also recognize that like most of the world does. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't down with Destiny's Child, any of that. I appreciate, you know, going to to wedding receptions and seeing a bunch of drunk girls, you know, trying to grab a, a bouquet to all the, was it all the single ladies? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. But like, I mean, I'm, yes. I'm very minimal when it comes to, to Beyonce. She kind of scares me a little bit, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. Like when she's on stage, like she's a force to be reckoned with. Like she, she is a force. I, but dude. but like I don't know if you. I'm dead serious when I say this. You know, she's dancing. She's on point. She's she's her timing's great. Um, but I truly get the feeling. I'm not trying to be funny. I get the feeling like some shit's going to get broken when she dances. Does that make sense? Like dude, she's just I so be super- yes. She's so she energetic is- in the way she dances. I feel like it's easy, easy. You're gonna break some shit. Not yeah. her, not her bones yes. or anything. Like shit around her, like bull in a china parlor type dancing dude, is what she does. She is, and the thing is, I know what she's doing. There is only one mantle of performer to get. There's only one, and you know who that is. We all know who it is. That when he died, we were all like, "There's never, ever." going to be another one well like I, could, I could think of two people that you might be referring to my guess would be prince but i have a feeling you're talking about michael jackson you know what let me change that there's three people i'm thinking about um there's you you um but people don't ever put him in this which drives me crazy they put prince there and i'm talking about my circle they put prince there and they put michael there but i told folks i'm like there's one person that had crowd control unlike anyone we've ever seen before and that's Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury controlled a crowd unlike anything I've seen. He could make a crowd sing a whole song. No, that's a good point. It's a good point. He, he with and with what and he took the mic and cut it in half so he could walk around. And he was able between like when the band setting up, he had the crowd doing random crap. And then Michael did the same thing. He started making people like whoop with him between the band is getting ready and stuff. But gee, I think Beyonce is going for. I don't want to be compared to Michael. I want people now to be compared to me. I can totally see that. She That's why she took Coachella and she didn't do a Coachella set. She made it. Oh, no, we're changing the stage. They practiced for months. And she, she walked in there saying, oh, no, 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 no. 
No one's ever going to do a Coachella set like me. Now everyone after me is going to be like, oh, well, that was it. We're never going to get another thing like that again. And that, that the only reason I brought that up, brought that up is because there were big news. There was big news. Taylor Swift was decent news. Starbucks was big news. And Baychella squashed every bit of news. Trump couldn't have done anything last night, I don't think, to get over this massive behemoth that was Beyonce. And I watched it and said, you know what, G? I And I watched it with clear eyes. None of this, I'm, like I said, I watched it with a, I'm not going to hate, you're going to have to make me dislike you. And I was like, oh, turns out I, I I don't dislike her. I don't, I'm not I'm a Beyonce person. The music's not directed toward me. Some music is, some of it is. I think she, her voice is unparalleled, period. She has a voice that is just, she can, she sings. She doesn't do bad, like she doesn't not sing. She sings on stage while she's dancing, which is hard to do. Yeah, I'm not taking that away from her. She definitely can sing. Dude, that girl can sing. And, and, and uh, um, she is a force to be reckoned with, which is why, um, this brings us to another point. My son this week, this is great old man on new music. Oh my God, we are so on point today. I was literally just going to bring up old man on new music, but go are ahead. Are you kidding no, me? No, I swear to you. And I'll, I'll go with it after you tell your story. That's so weird. Dude, we're on point my, today. My, my, my son said, hey, dad, um, we're sitting in the car. He's like, dad, you know, um, you might want to check out, uh, have you heard of Miguel? No. And I've, <laughs> I've heard, the, I've heard the name. I mean, I, I know like, like I know like forty of them. I am a Ramirez. Exactly. But I'm just saying. Yes, I I know a. I was like Miguel. What do you mean, my son? Because that's how I talk to him. What do you mean, um, my young offspring? <laughs> my offspring. What dost thou mean? And he said, he said, father, well, <laughs> father. Um, he says, um, uh, he's a singer, an R and B singer. I was like, okay. And I've been giving him a chance to hip me to some. He he actually hit me to a few. Uh, new people and so he let me hear a song called banana clip and i was ready in my brain to be like all right let me just let me just uh you know go ahead and entertain my son's music dog (laughs) dog you like dog when he got out the car i was like uh repeat and i listened to it again then later on at work i was like repeat I was like, this song is crazy dope. So I texted him, I was like, Mush, you really have good taste in music. He's like, thank you. There's other people I want to hip you to because when he hears things, he knows, oh, my dad will like this because he's a fan of Earth, Wind, Fire, Stevie Wonder, Prince, all those people. But he's like, you also like these people if you open their mind to them. And Miguel, dude, like, I forget that these kids, some of these kids were raised on Prince. Sure. That's who they listen to. Yeah, I have no so, doubt that there's amazing music out there, but I'm at that point where it's like, I'm not, it's somehow not in my feet anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that, That's why I'm going to be shooting you. I'm going to be shooting these people to you. Like, there's a few people that I like that I'm just like, I think Dan would really appreciate this. Like, here's what we're not going to get. And I might be wrong. I don't think anyone's... um on the Foo Fighter side, I think they're letting that go. And I don't know why. Like the Prince style of music, R&B, it's kind of, now not the classic R&B, that's like Marvin Gaye, Stevie. No one's really doing that except for, I guess like Bruno Mars kind of tries, but that's more funk. No one's doing R&B like that. 
So I think, unfortunately, the Foo Fighters alternative type of, I think people are just letting it go and they shouldn't. I think that's a viable style of music that people now, not don't even try to redo the way they do it. Do it like that. Write good songs, write around the good song and see how it, like, when's the last time you heard a, a young group do like a sound like Metallica on one side and Foo Fighters on another side. Have you heard anything like that nowadays? Is there a new, is there a next Metallica? Oh yeah, I'm sure. And I know you're using these references due to like, you've got, and and I know you totally know what I mean when I say this, but your, your, your spectrum of rock and roll is kind of limited. Do you know what I'm saying? So I know yeah, that you tend to use only, Foo Fighters. Yes. And I get that completely. Oh uh, yes. yeah, I'm sure dude. I'm sure that there's people out there, but that's the thing. It's happening, man. I hate to fucking say this that it's happening because I, I mean, music was has been a part of my life for so long, and it still is. It still keeps me up. But there was a point in time where, like, I would walk into work, and it would be like, you know, quiet, or they're playing something. I'm like, oh no, 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 you just got to hear this because this is what's popping now. And yes. I would turn on a hundred people to it. Okay, that's 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 a yes. stretch. Let's say ten. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now. It's just not there. I don't know. It's just because of work schedule, time, what's important in my life. You know, uh, clearly uh, visual media such as film and television have kind of taken a precedence in my life over the past six months. But I'm, I'm sort of losing track and it's kind of freaking me out a little bit, dude, because I still have my I still go to tons of concerts. Um, yes. You know, I still love music, but I'm limited now. There's just so many because getting back to this Coachella thing, bro. This this was highly alarming to me. So before I go into this, like, did I, did I cut you off of your point? Cause I'm sorry if I did, I'm just so oh, no, like, no, no. Um, it was just, it was just, I, I was, my last point was, I don't, I, I don't think that there is going to be a Metallica because like the Beatles, like Earth, Wind and Fire, like, I'm not going to say Steve because they're, uh, you know, that's a different beast. Prince is a different beast, but let's stick to more of the band. Let's, let's even take Earth, Wind and Fire off. There was a thing where a guitar riff mattered. Something, uh, an earworm mattered. There was something about what are we going to base, what, how are we going to do this thing? How are we going to make this stick? Like, look at the, you know, when you look at the intro to like, um, uh, uh, got a good reason, uh, Day Tripper, that guitar riff, people, everyone knows it. The intro to Paperback Ratter. Now, fast flash forward, Inner Sandman, everyone knows the guitar riff. Yeah, I there are no guitar riffs like that. Beat it. Everyone knows that beat it guitar riff. Back in the 90s, you played like Smells Like Teen Spirit. Everyone knows that. Totally. Riff. Exactly. Now they don't do that. They just say, oh, we're popular. You're going to listen to us. But there's nothing 40 years from now that you're going to remember because there's nothing, no earworm attached to it. I'm hopeful that way, though. I really I, I kind of don't think that's going to be the case because I've always been of the opinion, uh, especially when it comes to rock and roll, that yeah. every once in a while, rock and roll needs a hero. Do you know what I'm saying? And and they do come in cycles. That's true. I won't no, you're put, right. you know, and just for the purposes of like our conversation, I wouldn't even put the food. Well, no, I think I would put the food fighters into that because they, they, are, they totally are they are one of the last true rock and roll bands, yes. like rock and roll arena. Let's fuck shit up kind of bands. Do you know what I mean? And still have a good time while doing it. For me to like them, that's a hell of a thing, Jay. They they do have a, a you know like a, a larger reach, but I think that it's coming. You know, there's a lot of people that are like you're saying, they grew up listening to Michael Jackson. They grew up listening to Prince. Well, then take these same people. They grew up listening to the Foo Fighters. They grew up listening to this and that and the other. You're right. They're going to take totally those influences right. eventually. There's someone right now that's probably just plugging in in their garage. 
that's getting ready to like hit that opening note. That's going to oh, write an amazing song one of these days. It may be the You're next totally hero. Right. I really feel that way, you know? But right now, I, I feel like, and maybe it's just my ignorance to music, but I feel like music's in a sad state. Because you're right. It's just a bunch of stuff that's coming in and out. If I'm if I'm paraphrasing you correctly, it's a bunch of music that's sort of coming in and out of our lives. And there's nothing that's truly hitting that's sticking, much like your comparison to say, uh, what you say, paperback writer or something like that. You know what I mean? Like yes, those those dude. those instantly noticeable notes are gone. Oh, dude. but I yeah. think it's coming, man. I really think that every once in a while, might. things just go in cycles, you know, much like, like Q-tips it, in. Th- that's another thing. Do we have, even in hip hop, there's no one that's taking, there's no heir apparent, except for Kendrick. There's no heir apparent to Jay. There's no heir apparent to Jay. Jay is so big, there's no one that's like, oh, except for Kendrick. Whenever someone's like, I love hip hop, I like Jay-Z and Kendrick Lamar, you're like, come on, dude. Yeah, everyone likes them. Who else do you like? What else is there? There's no heir apparent, dude. Everywhere the heir apparents aren't there, and I think you're right. I think... They're in the garage right now doing it. It's just we don't know when we're gonna when it's gonna hit us. And you know, I mean, we're not old. I know we like to joke that we're old, but we are probably older than a lot of our listeners. You oh, know what I mean? Sure, dude. But I'm for just sure. gonna fucking admit it. But is that gonna play a part in it? Like, I, am I gonna miss the bus because my ears got old? I don't know. Um, I don't. I think it's also for me. I knew. I I realized that it's not so much we're missing the bus because we're older. Mm-hmm. We're missing the bus because. Like, we're not listening to where the music is. Like, our our children are. Like, my son is listening to where the music is, so he'll send me stuff. And now I'm able to go into different places and be like, hey, check this person out. Hey, check this group out. Hey, this. And if they, they normally would never have given it a shot. But since I'm so picky, they'll be like, I'll at least listen to it. For him to say this new guy is good. Like, for and I guarantee, like, a few family members listen to Foo Fighters because they know I don't let anyone in, let anyone new in. I'm very closed off for them to be like, you would go to a concert for them? Then they liked it. Even my son, he started listening to him because he's like, man, dad definitely uh, liked him. So let me listen to him. And it turns out, oh, I like him too. Mind you, I listened to with real critical ears when you sent it to me. I was re- I was in the mode of ready to hate him. You're always ready. <laughs> you are, I was it, is ready your, it is your first reaction for some reason. I don't yes. know why that is, but I still love you, man. And they immediately... From the from the first song I listened to, which was Monkey Wrench, I was like, oh, I like that song. <laughs> then the next one came on. I was like, oh, I like that song, too. Then the next one came on. I was like, oh. And I said, OK, turns out they're uh, and you never know until you start saying, what am I going to listen to today? Oh, let me listen to Foo Fighters. What am I going to listen to today? Oh, and you go for a while and you're like, oh, it turns out I like them. And it's, you know, my my son was telling me his friends going to see Metallica, like you're saying. These kids are listening to them. Now, mind you, you had to save up for the $300 ticket in Fresno. Ridiculous, my friend. I don't know what that's friend. all about. What, what, what's happening? I thought you said they weren't. They were like 80, 90. No, I never said that about a Metallica. Metallica is like Kiss. Like, they are going to just make money on Oh, everything. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why Metallica. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to go to your concert for free. So, defy me. Dare, dare me not to, because that's what's going to happen. How, I'm just telling you right now. How are you going to do that? I got connections. You don't worry about it, Hudson. You you worry about your world. I'll worry uh, about you, my world. Could you take me uh, in, in for free? You know, I'll give it a try if you're serious. And even if I couldn't, I'll tell you this much. I'm not spending no fucking $300 for a ticket. But if you want to bust out no. a couple of those $50 jobbies that are going to be out there, guaranteed, I'll roll with you. Even if it's in the top row, man, because I think that it's something that you should at least experience once. You think there are going to be some $50 ones out there? Hey, you're talking to Dan Ramirez, man. Don't you even worry about this. I got you. 
Gee, because I'm thinking about it, and I felt bad for this kid to have to save up 300. Because for a 16 years old, how much is 300 dollars, Doc? It's dude, it's a lot. It's a lot for anyone. I don't care what you say. Yes, yes, but at 16, he had to save up for these tickets. I felt so bad. I'm like, geez, Louise, man. No, there's no way that they're just charging three hundred dollars. That's I, how much the tickets at the Save Mart Center nah, for Metallica. No, no, no. I'll get you. I'll get you a, a, a more <laughs> accurate. There's nah. no way. But you know, I will say, like, uh, like our, our boy Elton John. Again, not to sound old, but uh, our boy Elton John. Now he is charging that amount for his show. I'm out. I'm not doing it. And the reason being is that okay, I would pay two hundred, three hundred. I would too. I would pay two hundred or three hundred dollars to see Young Elton John. You know what I mean? You make a good point. We are not getting young Elton John. We are getting Elton John, whose old ass is playing his hits. But, you know, he's going to sting him out a little bit and he's going to make him sound a little bit different. And the tone changes. And I get it. It all comes oh, with yeah. age. But he it's not worth as he, yeah. No. And I, and I get it. I totally get that shit. I can't even like I used to do karaoke and shit all the time. I can't even hit the notes. I used to be able to bust out like like Steve Perry. No problem. Zero problem. I can't do it anymore, man. I don't know. So I respect the fact. And plus, this dude's doing it. He's not just going to some bar doing karaoke. I mean, my man's done this for decades. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's just oh, sung no, his no ass question. off for decades. So clearly his voice is going to go. But you need to take that into consideration, Mr. Elton John, and not charge people $300 to come see your show. And, and here's the thing. I would pay that for James Taylor because I'm James Taylor has songs that are so like they're in his tone. That he could still sing because they were never high. They were never. He just sits there with a guitar and could just sing them, and they sound exactly like he doesn't even do any remixes. There is no remix to Sweet Baby James. He does it exactly the way you want to hear it. He never does the whole. You know what we should do? Make it super duper slow. Nope. He'll just sit there with a guitar and be like, "Remember the song that you like? I'm gonna do it exactly the way you heard it on the album in front of you." And you're like, wow. Same with Paul McCartney. He doesn't do the Puff Daddy remix. He's like, oh, we're going to do eight days a week the way you remember this. Because he knows that's what we want. I would be a little pissed if I went to see Paul McCartney and he's doing the Puff Daddy remix. Dude. I'd be Dude. a little insulted, to be honest with you. Nothing against the Puff Daddy, but I, I'm not paying to see that. I'm paying to see. I, I mean, I honestly would have been mad if I would have. Oh, this is such hatred. If I was go, if I went to see Eric Clapton, and he did Layla, and the Unplugged hadn't come out yet, and he did it that way, how would you feel? Well, I got to I'm gonna go with this just because I know you're trying to go somewhere with this. Yeah, I would probably be a little upset with it, you know, because I was expecting. I like it way. now, but I don't. Yeah, I, like I don't it now. care for Eric Clapton, so oh. yeah, I'm indifferent. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. I'm not I didn't know and that. And quite honestly, I, even though I like him better. I'm not really a big James Taylor fan either, but I totally get what you're saying. Dan. I'm sorry. It's, hey, you know what? It's That's what I, variety is the spice though? of life, my friend. But how, though? Oh, not how. I appreciate his music. I think he's got a great voice. Um, it's just a little too mellow for me. It's that simple. Right it's that simple. G. That's so interesting. But you like Jason Mraz. No, I fucking hate Jason Mraz. I'm just going to call it straight out right now. I don't wish any harm on the guy. I don't wish any harm on the guy. Like, you know, I mean, that's that's ridiculous to say some shit like that. But I cannot stand Jason Murad. But I will say I hope he rolls his ankle. Like right now, I hope he's rolling his ankle. There. I said it. No, I'm just kidding. I don't oh, wanna, oh, I, I don't wish okay. any harm on him. Okay. I just, you know what it is? I don't care. I just don't like him. I don't know. Him, fuck him and his hat is what I'm trying to say. But here's the thing. There's only one way I listen to his old album. Do you know how I listen to his old album? I took my earphones and I plugged said earphones 
into a device. Uh-huh. This device was given to me. Oh, by a yeah. Really close friend. I got you. I got what you're saying. So you're wondering why I had it's, Jason Mraz on there in the yes! Well, a few albums. I, you know what? Honestly, I didn't even know because there was a point in time, like I told you, there was a point in time where I was considering doing that whole DJ thing, like not like, you know, but like wedding shit or whatever. Okay. And so I needed to have a big variety of music, but no, man, I've never, I just don't care for him. (laughs) I don't know why. Okay. okay. I'm going to be a little, you know what? It's going to be weird. I'm sorry. Real quick. I think it's going to be a a weird, like (laughs) reversal. Because I've got some negative shit to say about people, and it's like, I hear and, this, and there's dude. no good reason for it. Like, it's like so I'm gonna tell you something real quick. Okay, I'm gonna just do yeah. a quick spoiler because if I forget to say so, um, I, I don't want to forget to say so. So I'm not gonna talk about it yet because we're just about to get to the what we're watching feature, ladies and gentlemen, the, the what we're watching yes. segment of the show. Yes, yes. A little spoiler for you. I'm gonna be talking about Lost in Space, and um, oh. I'll tell you this: I enjoyed it. That's all I'm gonna say for now. But in this, in Lost in Space, Steve, there is an actress. I'm sure you know who she is. Okay, uh, she plays. Do- no, you do. You do know who she is. She plays the character Doctor Smith on the show, and okay. uh, she goes by the name of uh, Parker Posey. Okay, you know Parker Posey. Oh yeah, of course she's in my fun little quirky movies. Okay, I have no reason for this, but this is fucked up. I'm going to start off by saying that I do not find her to be an unattractive person. I do not think she's an yes. ugly person. Okay. It's not like that. Um, I'm sure she's a lovely human being is what I'm getting at. Okay. Of course. Of I course. could be completely wrong, but for the sake of this, I'm going to say, I'm assuming she's an, a lovely human being. Steve, I hate her face. What? <laughs> I hate her face. I, I don't know how else to put it. I don't think she's ugly. I'm just sort of indifferent to her, but I don't find her to be an unattractive person, but I hate her face. Every single time what? I see Parker Posey, I, I, I hate her face. I don't know how else to put it. That is so interesting. There's something that happens in the show where um, uh, her sister is on the show. I'm not going to get into that yet, but she, she, it's, it's Parker Posey talking to her sister on the show. Okay. And her sister mm-hmm. is played by Selma Blair, who I've always considered to be the pretty Parker Posey. Um, that is so, oh my God. Really? Yeah. Go yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I'm. I'm t- hey, you know what? Sometimes you say stuff that people don't agree with. I don't agree with. I'm just telling That's you. That's what I hear. That's I'm just what I hear. telling. Hey, and the same with me. But this is my time to tell you. I don't know what it Damn is. It. There are just certain people that I just hate their faces. I'm trying to think of another person whose face I hate. There's no one whose face you hate. Come on. You see them and you immediately just go, ugh. Right when you said Selma Blair, she's a person who I wouldn't trust automatically. Okay, that's fine. She has a face of non-trusting, but I don't. Hey, like when she's in a movie, I'm open to what's going to happen. There is no person when I see their face, I'm just like, now maybe it's because of like what they've done outside. Like if I see um, Kevin Spacey, it's not his face I hate. I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm talking politics aside. I'm talking politics aside. Yeah, there's nobody. No, not a person. You know what? And and, and screw it. I'm not going to get political here, but like another person, and it's always been this way, even before this year. Um, even before last year, rather, I fucking hate Donald Trump's face. I I always oh, did. Yes, it has. No, I'm not. I'm but gonna not go down politics road. I didn't. Yes, I'm I don't not. like him. Yes, it's not even him. I mean, I, that's a whole other thing. But I'm talking about his physical face. I fucking hate it. Interesting. And I don't know why, but I always have. What's the deal? I um, I'm trying to think of any. Okay, here's one. Now this is going to be a little bit more like in the weeds if you haven't seen this show. But yes, I know you have, Steve. Um, I was watching Atlanta the other night. And um, do you remember the character? I think his name was Zan. 
on the show. He was, I think he was only, he's only one episode that I've seen, but he was the guy that was like, hey, you know, uh, like my Instagram. Oh, hat, yes, dude. Ay, ay, ay. I fucking hate his face. And his face, his face is a lot like, I can't, you know how like there's just people that look like, like, of course. Like, hey, that guy looks like that guy. I can't, I can't explain yes. it, but they have certain features that are very characteristic. Like there's a whole bunch of people like that walking around. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, yes. I fucking hate all their faces and I don't know why that is. Dude, what is the deal? He was shifty and his smile was like, I don't know, man. But I, I just, um, if I haven't mentioned it, Steve, I hate his face and, and I don't know why. There's no one you can think of where you just go. Wow. Not a person. There's nobody that I hate their face. I might hate their work. So when I see them, I'm like, here we freaking go. It's crazy. But there's no one. Yeah, there's no one I hate their face. Like, I mean, you know, like, listen, like you're my boy, right? And we, yes. and we do the show. We have, we've been knocking it out of the park. Totally. I think, and, you know, we're getting to be yes. super close, right? Yes. But I hate your face. Dude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, totally fair. I get that. I'm kidding. I get I'm that. I'm totally I kidding. Know, I know. I know. I know. But, um, no, Gee, I did not weird? know this about you, Dan. I'm weird, man. We're finding things out. I'm finding things out about me. But it was something that had happened. Uh, I was watching Lost <laughs> in Space this weekend. And I didn't even realize. I even know that I've noticed before. Like, she just, I just, ugh, when I see her, it, she... It doesn't that help so that they make her out to be a little more, um, again, it's not an attraction thing, okay? It's not a matter of aesthetics. But they do, um, they kind of ugly her up a little bit because she is a bit of an ugly character on the show. You know what I mean? Like, they yes. kind of scuzz her up. They scuzz her up a little bit in certain parts. It didn't help. It didn't help the situation is what I'm getting at, Steve. Because I went, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But Parker Posey, I, I, I'm sorry. If you're just perusing iTunes and you happen to pick this up and for some weird reason this is the first thing you hear I am sorry Parker Posey I really am I don't necessarily uh dislike your acting um I know you have a body of work that stands for itself and you're clearly still getting work and and I and I wish you nothing but the best Parker Posey but I hate your face that's what I'm getting at it's so interesting I've I've always thought she was so adorable I'm sorry you know, Dan's in a mood, ladies and gentlemen. I'm charged up right now. Duck and cover. And I'm in. And I think we... I'm a mess. We've switched. We've switched because I'm now Mr. Positivity and Dan is hating people's faces. That's all. I, I, that's it. <laughs> but that's it, though. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I mean, dude. <laughs> look, man. I did not know Parker Posey was going to be your pull. Yeah, man. I, I'm sorry. I don't know. But, you know, they kind of took us off. I was the one that went on a tangent this time, you know, because I was going to talk about, like, when we were saying the old men on new music thing, which, yeah. guys, I really think that this kind of goes to show. We've been sort of talking about doing in a segment. We have we have been going over the concept of doing a, a, a segment called Old Men on New Music, which I think we just kind of explained uh, inadvertently. Yes. But if... I got to tell you, I'm not going to read the entire lineup because it's huge. But That's I could probably... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, check it. There is a dragging sound when I walk. But um, they, uh, I, I was looking at the, at the lineup for Coachella, and it really was alarming to me that I have become the old man, the old man talking about new music. Like, I'm looking on Friday's lineup, okay? And again, I'm not going to read everything. But I, right. I recognize like the weekend. Um, oh, course, I'm not familiar yes. with his music really outside of like maybe two songs. I know he's very mm -hmm. popular, but I'm not, you know. Um, they went a little old school. They came back with an older band by the name of Jamiroquai. Did you know Jamiroquai? You know Jamiroquai. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would have liked to have seen them actually. Uh, what else? 
And then we start going down a list of like, like, like John, John Michael Jar, Maceo Plex, Soul Wax, SZA. I've heard that name. Don't know who she is. Uh, Perfume, Perfume Genius, Carl Craig, Troy Boy, St. Vincent, Dreams, Belly, Kygo, Moon Boots, uh, The War on Drugs, The Butter Tones, Black Coffee, Blaze, Vince Staples. You get my point. I don't know who the fuck these people are, Steve, and I'm a little alarmed by it. Like, you know, okay, I, I know who a few, I know who some of them sound like startups. But some of them, I haven't heard their music. I've heard Vince Staples. I've heard his music. But I haven't heard SZA. Uh, I haven't heard any of those other people that sound like they just pick random names out of the dictionary and put them together. Yeah. Um, Post Malone. Yeah, I'm out of the loop. I heard a Post Malone. And, and thoughts? I don't like him. Exactly. That's what I'm getting yeah, at, I don't man. Like him. But people love him, though. You know what? I think some people love him. I think he's uh, he's boutique. Yes, he, he's a certain crew of people. Here's what I'll tell you. Yeah, if I went to a Post Malone show, yeah. I know the person that's there. I know the person that would go to that show. Guaranteed. They got the fear, whole huh? group of people that are in that show. I'd be like, "Yep, you would be here. You would. You, you would be here." And maybe one person I'd say, "Ah." What are you doing here? Drinking but your drinking that, your fucking yes. Caps Blue Ribbon hipster shit. Yes. Yes. That's God. What's gotten into me? <laughs> yeah. What is going on with Dan today? I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. This is a perfect segue, Dan. What have you hated? This. What have you been watching? What have you been watching? Go for it. I can't wait. <laughs> Maybe this is a good time to jump into it. Woo, I can't wait, dude. What have you been watching? <laughs> well, the good thing is, is that I've got good things to say this week. Outside of that whole fucking Parker Posey fiasco, um, I've got I've got some good things to say. So we can go ahead and start it off. Okay. Um, I know that you've seen some of the things that I've seen this week. Yes. And uh, that's probably a good thing because, you know, we are on a limited time schedule this yes. time around. However, I might even nix the news. I haven't. Did you notice anything good in the news that was really worth? Nothing. Yeah, no. I think so, too. So no. can we agree that we're just going to nix the news this week? Sure. Unless something comes out and they're like, oh, yeah, this important thing. But, um, yeah, nothing real big. So I'm going to start off with something that I know you haven't seen yet. Okay. Might as well start off with Lost in Space. How about that? So let's talk some Lost in Space. Um, I will start off by telling you that I'm not, I, you know, I, I have seen the old television show, but only in like bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. I was never a true Lost in Space fan. And it's one of those things, much like um, last week's discussion of Ready Player One, uh, where I'm, I'm not like so jazzed that I can talk to you in half hours about Ready Player One or Lost in Space rather. But um, I had no reservations about it going in. I had no, excuse me, I had no expectations about it. You know what I mean? I wasn't expecting it to be a certain level. I was, it looked really cool. On the, on the trailer. So I'm like, yeah, I'm down with this. This seems cool. And, um, I uh, feel that I was right. I really liked it. I've, I'm about four episodes into it right now. And, um, I'm totally digging it. It's, it seems to be right up this kid's alley. And, uh, what it's about, ladies and gentlemen, is, uh, it's, well, it's about the Robinson family, guys. It's, I haven't really got all the way through it yet, but what I can tell you is that it's the future. And what's happening, ladies and gentlemen, is that the Earth is in crisis. Okay. I don't even know where they're going with that yet, but the Earth is in crisis. To me, it seems like the natural resource. I'm just guessing that the natural resources are being taken up. I know that there was some 
event that occurred, which caused everyone to, if they had the means and they were able to be tested, you know, and pass these tests, they would be lifted, transported into space to another planet called Alpha Centauri. Okay. Yes. It sounds like a pretty dope concept. You know what I mean? They get a lot of people, a lot of people pass these tests and they all put them up on this big space station and they, they rocked on to Alpha Centauri. So in the process of doing so, um, this one particular family by the name of the Robinsons were part of the crew. They get up there and, you know, stuff happens. And what do you know? Suddenly there's like a crash landing. Several of the ships crash land. This is one of the differences I understand from the show is that whereas there was only this one family, this lovable, you know, functional family that got crashed on one on a, on a planet. Uh, there are several different people that are, are several different ships that fell and then also an alien race that fell to this planet. So, you know, it's inhabited by multiple people is what I'm getting at. So there's a difference right there. But I really, really like this show. And what I like about it is that I know for a fact that the, the original Robinson family, like I said, was very functional. It's not the case. They have modernized it. You know, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a dysfunctional family. There's a definitely a, a <laughs> kind of a power struggle between the, the, the wife and the husband, and I'm not giving names, I'm sorry, because I'm going to be really honest with you here. My IMDB is fucking up right now, ladies and gentlemen. But bear with me for one second. All right, I'm sorry, we're back. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the uh, the premise real quick. So after crash landing on an alien planet, the Robinson family fight against all odds. And I'm talking all odds, Steve Hudson. Uh, Wait a minute. In- As in Yo. Phil Collins against all odds? Oh. I'm just saying. You know, like, I'm just trying to tell you that, you know, Toby Stevens, who plays John Robinson, there is a point in the show where his wife, Molly Parker, who's a gorgeous woman, she plays Maureen Robinson. You may remember her from 1922. She was the wife. The, the, you recall oh, the rat yeah. coming out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God, yeah. that movie. So, you know, she gets to the thing and they, 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 uh, they, they tend to, they walk away from each other. But then John was like, how can I just let you walk away? And I said, damn. Did they really do damn. that? No, I'm just fucking. Oh, that would have been awesome. I would have watched it for that. <laughs> no, and I'm sorry you guys okay. had to hear me sing, but that's that how it is. Great. I told you, I got I old, my voice, my voice disappeared. But it. anyway, so that's what it's about. Um, sorry, I'm kind of all over the place with this one, but I will tell you guys that I really am enjoying this so far. There are some differences that, again, like I'm talking about. Um, I was a little disappointed with humanity this week, man, because I, I always go, when I'm going to watch something, I do truly go to Twitter. I'm not a Rotten Tomatoes guy. I don't buy yeah. into that. So I do go to Twitter and I like to hear what the people are saying. And for the most part, they're really loving this. You know, you have your purists that don't like these changes, but then you have this certain section of, of purists. And I'm not, you know, I'm going to change the word from, I'm going to take off the pure part and attach race to it. Okay. Racists. I'm going to tell you right now, there's a little racism going on on Twitter. Oh, and the reason yeah. being is the addition. There's a couple things They're Now they're deeming this. Um, the people that are complaining about this, they're calling the show two PC, quote unquote, two PC. What that truly translates to, Steve, in my opinion, is the addition of a lovely actress by the name of Taylor Russell, who happens Hold to be. Yeah. Do you know who Taylor Russell is? No, I do not. She's a beaut. I think I think you should check her out. I mean, she's a little young, but she's a very pretty woman. She's like 24. I'm not going to tell Taylor you why I checked. Russell? I'm just saying. Yeah, Taylor Russell. Oh, yeah. I know who Taylor Russell is. I had never seen her before, but I yeah. really like her on this show. It's bothering some people, Steve, that... There, because, you know, she's, she's the one black family member out of the Robinsons. Mm. And, and there's no, and so far. They don't explain it. Exactly. So I actually read someone's tweet that said something to the effect of, you know, it's really simple to explain it. You know, you just have to say that the Robinsons were close with this, you know, with, uh, 
uh, her name's Judy on the show, uh, with Judy's family, and then Judy's family died, and they took her in. There, problem solved. Why is it a problem, motherfucker? Exactly. It shouldn't be a problem. No. Do you know what I'm saying? And more and more, I'm watching movies where, like, ri- randomly, like, Ryan Riddles or whatever will have a black daughter, and they just don't yeah. explain it. They're just like, so yeah, what? he has a black The end. And Who the thing cares? is, people just watch the movie, and they don't even know. They're like, oh, well, whatever. I mean, why is this a... And I, you know what? Now I'm going to watch it. Now I'm going to watch this show because of Dan's <laughs> wonderful explanation and the fact that I like that they don't. They're like, deal with it. This is what life is now. There, I, you see it now everywhere. Like I don't sit there and be like, excuse me, ma'am, but why do you have this black child with you? Do you know? I don't. They don't. <laughs> tap tap tap. Pardon me, ma'am. Pardon me. <laughs> but I notice you. I hate to intrude. <laughs> <laughs> on this little display of a uh, family, you know. Yeah, but what's this thing? What is what's this here? all about? If I may <laughs> ask, what's that? So yeah. yes, I like. But you know what? She, um, Taylor Russell. I have seen her, and I'm trying to figure out where I've seen. But anyway, getting back to that. Now, is Parker Posey one of the family members? I don't know what Lost in Space is. I've never watched an episode. I know that they were lost in space with a robot, but I didn't know yeah, there was yeah. a family that was actually. I thought it was just random people put together. So since you've brought those two things up, I will explain. Those are of the other two differences that. Okay. Uh, well, there's probably more, but this is what I've I've gathered so far. So getting back on Parker, sorry Parker, I hate your face. What I was going to say is that um, she that's a bit of a stretch for people too. That's jacking with them because she plays a character by the name of uh, Doctor Smith on the show. And, uh, you know, my pause was there because, honestly, I'm still remembering all the characters' names. I was yeah. not a huge Lost in Space fan. But she plays Dr. Smith on the show, who was played by a man in, in, back in the day. And I believe in the 90s movie was a man as well. But now they've they've uh, gender, sw- gender swapped it, and that's fucking with people. Okay. And I don't know why. So that's part of the whole PC thing, too. I'm going to be honest with you, though, man. Like, I, again, and I've never truly been, like, a, a fan of hers. I, she's the one thing that's, like... I. I I'm having a hard time getting with her. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and I don't know if it's just because I hate her face or what it is. Have I mentioned that, Steve, that I hate Parker Posey's face? I'm I not see, sure. I, I, I think, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember you saying anything about it. But I think I'm, there I'm, should be a count on that, by the way. I think, you know what? Every time it happens, you should be like, <laughs> ding, ding. 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 Yeah. <laughs> see, how on point are we this week? Gee, so, we, yeah. are, we are simpatico. We really are. Um, except for the whole Parker Posey's face thing. It's okay. Jesus, she's cute. Okay, that's great. So, you know, some people like tarantulas. I don't. Um, I do like them, oddly enough. Her tarantula face. So, anyway. Good Lord. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry, Parker. Parker, I'm going to interview you and tell you how much you're awesome and how dare Dan speak your name. I'm just going to, I'm going to be on the interview, but I'm just going to sit in the background and say nothing, except every time she answers, I'm just going to go, oh, that's terrible. You do know she was on Blade Trinity. The end. You should love her from then on. Nope. Sorry. Not going to happen. But anyway, there's a case of a of an identity switch. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to do any spoilers on this one here. Um, getting back to the real, you know, uh, my opinion of the show. Sorry about the whole Parker Posey's face thing. Um, I think this is a great show. Um, it's very entertaining so far. You could tell that they put some serious money into this. And it's, it's you know, what's cool about it is it's actually a, a it's a genuine Netflix television series that's family friendly. Like you can sit with your family and watch it. There's nothing offensive on there. There's nothing that's going to, you know, make you uncomfortable. But yeah. at the same time, it's not like taking your kids when they're at that, that you know, when you, you used to take your son to, to like kids movies and you're like, he's too old. For yes. Like, you know what I'm yes. talking about? That, yes. that feeling's not there. 
It's very, oh, cool. it's very well done. It's a very well done show, you know. And, and um, I love the character of Will Robinson. And this this little dude is uh, his name's Maxwell Jenkins. He plays Will Robinson. He's a great little actor. I like him. Toby Stevens again, John Robinson, Father Robinson. So far, by episode four, he seems to be. I don't know if he's a weak link because he's actually very important. Like if it wasn't for him, they probably would have died a couple of times already. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's this dysfunction that's going on with the with. Um, his wife, Molly, excuse me, Maureen, who's played by Molly Parker. That's where Molly came from. And they're making him out to be less of a man. That's the best way I can put it. Like, they're, like you could just tell he's the character. He's going to be the whipping boy of the show until he has that redemption. And I'm sure he's going to do something to redeem himself. But you could tell that the the, the uh, Robinson, you know, the, the parents are estranged. Probably just from, like, work relations, doing too much, being away from each other because he was in the military, from what I understand. And you know how, like, things just kind of go awry when there's time in between. There's distance and time in a relationship that gets put in there. Things happen. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going on. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those things where they start off a little fractured and they're probably going to end up being a fairly strong family unit by the time it's done. But that's that's what I'm getting off of this is that he's kind of like the whipping boy of the show right now. You know, he's he's finding his place, even though he's Papa Robinson. Uh, the the other one that line <clears throat> that uh, squares up the family is a character named Penny, Penny Robinson. She's one of the daughters and she's played by an actress by the name of Mina Sundwall. A little bit cliche, Steve. They've definitely assigned her the role of being the teenager that has all the smart ass things to say all the time. Do you know what I'm talking about? Of course. Of course. She's, she's, she's very, very cookie cutter. And it's not, it's not a, um, like a slash to her personally. I just think that that's how it's written in. And she plays it well. She's not a bad actress, you can tell, but she's yes. got that designated, I'm a, I'm a shithead teenager. I'm going to say those things. Of course. And eventually, and eventually she'll probably do something to redeem herself too. Okay. So How what I'm happens. getting at is, yes. yeah, no, there's definitely, you've like, you've definitely seen some of these characters before, but I don't mean that in a negative fashion. I think that this show is well worth watching. And I'm, I was kind of hoping that you would like peep one episode of it just to kind of see where you're at, but I'd rather hear from you after like five episodes. Um, they're very watchable. You know what I mean? I just have not had the time this weekend because of work to really like lock into it. But I got a feeling if it was the other weekend where I'm just chilling, I probably would have just blasted all the way through them. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, the one, oh yeah, sorry. One last difference is, uh, in the original show, the robot that you're referring to was something that was man-made and given to the Robinsons to take with them is a piece of equipment to take with them to, you know, to navigate problems that should come up. And he was uh, the lovable character of Robbie the Robot. And if you don't know this show, then the one thing that you will recognize no matter who you are is danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Yes, that's, I that's, do that's remember him. that. Yes. Okay. So there is um, that version in this show, but it's different in the fact that he's part of I can't tell if he's full robot, if you will, me- you know, mechanical, or if he's got life in him too. But he's like part of an alien species that crashes on this okay. island, on, on this planet rather. And, you know, I'm not going to get into how he ends up being with the Robinsons, but I'm digging this version of the robot. He does some really cool shit. And okay. I just really, I want to see where it's going because there's this element of mystery with him. It's kind of a will he or won't he type of thing. I'm going to leave it at that. And I think it works really well for the show. So what I'm getting at is, guys, is that you should take a little bit of time. Sit down with your family. If you got your family, or just, just sit down by yourself. Bit. Just You know bit. what I'm saying? Just sit down with your family unit and watch the show, for fuck's sake. But enjoy this. I think that you'll like it. That is Lost in Space. It, it, it debuted on Friday, April 13th. And I'm thinking they're having some pretty good luck with the show. Do you see what I did there? Oh, nice. No, nah, it really wasn't. Don't give me credit for shit. Nice. Because it wasn't. It Very really impressive. wasn't. Don't. Don't lie good to me, Steve. Good job. Don't start I... your fourth decade lying to your friend. Thank you. Slow clap. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, it's directed by Tim Southam, and uh, it's written by Erwin Allen and a whole bunch of other people. And I highly recommend you check it out. I think at the very least you will find it enjoyable. If it's not your favorite thing in the world, maybe sci-fi is not your deal. You know, don't watch it. But this is definitely worth a watch, in my opinion. So Perfect. that's what I have to say about Lost in Space on Netflix, y'all. Awesome. What else you got? So the next one up is something that I saw, and I was hoping you were going to see this one, too. I, I, I am not, uh, I'm not mad at you. But I think you're going to be surprised at my uh, opinion of this one here. It's not a bad opinion. No, it's not a bad opinion, actually. I'm, I'm done with the negative for now until I, I think you. of Parker Posey again. Damn it. Now I did. Now I did. See, now I'm back to hating her face again. Damn. But anyway, uh, the next one up, man, and I had to actually caught this right before going into work. It's, it's just nothing but good fun. That's the best way I can put it. What I'm talking about is a little, little something, a little picture that came out this week uh, starring this guy. You may have heard of him. His name's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's that new guy, right? If you haven't heard of him yet, you'll hear of him soon. He's he's, he's quite oh, charming. Oh, he's coming yeah. up. He's coming yeah, he's up. A little, little scrawny. He's a scrawny guy, but I think that you know, with some with some protein and some weightlifting, he should yeah. be uh, you know he'll once, have a decent. Once, once that black hits inside him, that black genetics, oh, he'll do just fine. He'll do just yeah. Fine. He's gonna be okay. I really yeah. think so. But he's a, uh-huh. he's a nice young man. He's a nice young man. Pleasant. Yeah, I'm talking about Rampage, everybody. Yes. I rescued George when he was two years old. He's not just a friend. He's family. What about your message about George? You okay? I don't know. George? <laughs> is it me or is he considerably bigger? No, he's definitely bigger. What's happening to my friend? Are you familiar with genetic editing? Someone's mutating animals into monsters. No! Your oversized monkey is old news. Sonny and Long, Sonny cross the line. Of course, the wolf flies. Let's go save the world. That's a big arm. Don't fight it. You know there are other ways of dealing with people, right? I do know that, yeah, but that's no fun. Rampage. Only in cinemas. Um, I really wanted to see this movie. I loved the video game, first of all, when I was a kid. I used to walk down to this little liquor store right up the street. I was the one kid that was always hanging out in the liquor store because they had Rampage. And I would play the shit out of this game. I loved it. And then, you know, um, I kind of lost touch with it after that. I know that it's come out on a couple of different game consoles. But it just wasn't my thing. I kept it nostalgic. So I was actually pleasantly surprised when they made this movie, even though I was a little bit like, like, I just didn't think it was going to be good. I was just thinking, okay, this is just going to be a movie that stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and it's just going to be one of those things. Um, you know, the thing is, Steve, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's super entertaining, but it is nonetheless like a B-movie, you know, um, with some money put into it. The The characters I don't think would work at all. I think that I think that The Rock saves this movie is what I'm getting at, man. There's just something so charming about The Rock that he's able to be placed into these movies and it just sort of puts like a sheen on things. Do you know what I mean? And he, yes. and he was, and, and much like Jumanji, um, no, no uh, discrediting to Jack Black or, um, Kevin Hart. Karen Gillian or Kevin Hart, but I don't think that the movie would have been as great. And it's a great movie. I love Jumanji, but I think that the rock has a big part to do with that here. There are lines in this movie that if said by any other human being, would not work. You would just roll your eyes. That's and, a big you know, arm would not work for anybody. It works though. That was a great part. I mean, I actually, yeah, I actually laughed at that part. It's just what it is, is that 
Dwayne Johnson plays The Rock. Should I call him The Rock or Dwayne? I'm going to call him Dwayne on this one. Dwayne Johnson plays a guy by the name of Davis Okoye. And um, what Davis Okoye is, is he he was an ex-military guy. He was a real badass. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. He was like a special force. Wait, I'm sorry. What's his name? Davis Okoye. Oh, man. Getting that getting that Black Panther, uh, that Black Panther audience. I see you, Dwayne. Oh yeah, I see you. You yeah, ain't you got slick. That. It's, uh, You know what? <laughs> I, I didn't have that exact same thought, but I it did. Oh, now that you bring that to man. light, it did trigger a little something like that. Because you know I mean? like, he had, does he have a little him. bit of African descent in him. I don't uh-huh. know. You know. He's trying to. He's he's going to his rocky side. Yeah, the rocky yeah. side of his family. He's 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 slowly tipping that direction. But then again, never mind. It would be his Samoan side too, technically. So yeah, the you know, man, I don't know if if he was, if he was playing a Puerto Rican Jew, it works. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. But he's that. Here's one thing. Okay, that's a whole different story. I I'll tell you, I like Dwayne Johnson because he's never shied away from his heritage. Never. He's never been like, I'd rather not talk about where I'm from. Nope. He tells people straight up. And so I've always been like, he's not a person that shies away from who he is. And he's also not afraid to be like, look, I'm going to do the corny movies and play them totally straight. (laughs) But he's just so likable, man. He is a likable. He's a big person. I mean, look, in the last 20 years, I don't watch wrestling. So maybe, you know. No, not a wrestling guy. Okay. Well, when he gets a mic in his hand, he doesn't need a script. He just goes. He does his thing. And I think that he brought that massive personality so successfully into... I could watch him in anything. I could watch him in anything. I could, Which is why I'm very interested in how... You haven't said anything negative about this so far. You're like, I liked it. It's this. And I'm just like, why? He can make anything... Everything is meant to be corny in this movie. A f- you see a flying And it wolf. is. It you is. You see a massive ape. You see LA or wherever they are getting destroyed... You see all these things, and then you see him making jokes, jokes in between. Chicago, on the, the surface, this should be a terribly corny movie. Go on. Right. I agreed 100%. It somehow works. I'm not telling you that it's that it's something that everyone needs to rush out and see It's not right The Godfather. Now. Yes. No. No. Or whatever movie that you hold. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, no, it's not. But it's a very fun popcorn movie. Um, like I was saying, David Sequoia plays a special, or excuse me, The Rock plays David Sequoia, who is a special forces guy that ended up transferring his career to basically stopping poachers. So that's his backstory. He stops poachers. And um, after that, he ends up working as a, uh, working with the gorillas at the San Diego Zoo. Okay. So that's where he's at. So what the story premises is that basically there is this, um, this chemical, this compound that was created. And, uh, they it was made it was called a, oh god i'm so sorry i'm just i completely blanked out crispr is what it's called crispr c r i s p u r and that's it was a real meant, thing by the way well this i hope not is i hope this is not real steve because i'm about to tell you why <laughs> it's kind of fucked up so uh, yeah. this crispr this crispr um chemical compound whatever you want to call it was made as a genetic enhancer um it was it was made mm-hmm. to possibly stop disease you know there was it was made for it was made for good and of course, because we're in the world of like this type of a movie, it was put into the wrong hands and bad shit happened. So what they ended up doing is they ended up sending it up to space. That's where the movie starts off. It starts off in space. I'm not going to give you the breakdown, but it starts off in space and uh, they're keeping all this equipment on this space station. 
And it just turns out that there was a lab rat up there that they were trying it out on. We already know where this movie's going. Well, you end up with that in space, basically. All shit goes wrong. The spaceship, ex- uh, the uh, space station explodes, and the person that's there caring for it, who they're jacking with her, by the way, she's like, get me off this thing. I need to find, a, you know, like, he starts off, everything's in peril. There's fires blasting away. There's this giant rat running through, <laughs> running through the space station. There's all these dead bodies, hands just floating by themselves. It's a bad scene, Steve, is what I'm getting at. And this lady is begging to get off of this thing. She's like, please activate the escape hatch. They're like, look, you hear this female voice telling her, you're not coming. You're either going to grab the samples and bring them with you, or you're not coming back. It's that simple. Yeah. So she makes an effort. She grabs the samples and she takes off. Well, things go wrong. The uh, capsule explodes upon impact, uh, you know, entry. Yes. And what ends up happening is that these these various capsules containing the CRISPR compound just sort of spread out across the United States. Yes. Conveniently, Steve, in all like near animals. You know what I'm saying? So it's very convenient wow. that this happened this way. Yeah, okay. right? I, mean, I, mean, I, 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 I was yeah. like, wow, that is a very big coincidence. Every movie is a coincidence. Every movie right? has a very con- you know That's not a big deal. Not a big deal. I'm, I'm saying, you know, like maybe one could have landed in a swamp, uh-huh. which it did, and an alligator got exposed. Uh, one could have landed, you know, like in the San Diego Zoo where George, the most lovable damn gorilla ever, you know, gets exposed. But why could one landed by like a bum in an alley or something like that? Yes. You know what I mean? So it's all very effective what they're trying to do here. And I get it. I'm not even crit- crit- critiquing it. But that's what happens. That's what you're dealing with here. And then craziness ensues and we get big animals and it just becomes that type of a movie uh, where, you know, it's these animals are all for I'm not going to give you the whole thing, but they're all working their way towards Chicago and that's where shit's going to go down. Like the last, the last 20 minutes of this movie is if you like that kind of a thing, big animals crushing buildings and just, you know, just that's what you're, that's what you're getting 110%. And it's wonderful. It's really fun. The thing is, is that in between all that time, there's a lot of things that could have gone wrong if it wasn't for the rock. Uh, the antagonists are horrible. They are horrible on this here. And I'm trying to remember their names. There was, I believe it was Claire. They're the, the Widens, I believe. W-Y-D-E-N. And there's Claire. And then there's Brett. And uh, they're a brother and sister. So they're the brother and... You've seen these guys before in movies, Steve. They're the brother and sister bad guys that own a big business. And they they, they give all the commands from the high tower. And they're just terrible human beings. Do, do you kind of get where I'm going uh, with this? Yes, here? yes. And they are horrible. I'm sorry. They are absolutely horrible they they were the worst part of this they are campy and the lines are exactly what you would expect them to say and it's they're just terrible they're terrible in this here so i i'm just gonna go ahead and leave it alone um when they get theirs i was very happy about it i'm gonna leave it at that there's also another character in the show in the movie steve that um you may know this guy uh he's a little actor by the name of jeffrey dean morgan you know who i'm talking about i do maybe you know him from the walking dead he is negan ladies and gentlemen and what Jeffrey Dean Morgan does in this, uh, I'm not going to really say too much about him. It, what you see on the commercials for him is pretty much what you get, plus a little bit more. I'm going to leave it at that. It's essentially Negan on a plane. Negan in the Rampage movie is kind of what it is. Every single time you see him, and, and but I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you this, it works, okay? Okay. <laughs> Somehow he's able to pull this off. It's that, it's that Jeffrey Dean Morgan charm that he has. But every single time you see him, you literally just hear, well, well, well. Like, it's listening to Negan. I love he- G. I love him. I, I could watch him. I could just watch him being that guy. I think he's, do you think he's going to be typecasted as Negan? 
I certainly hope not, because I know he's got a lot more to offer. Bruh. But he plays that particular type of a character very yep. well. Because that's what he does well. He's he, he even he the only time I haven't seen him play Negan is with the Watchmen and uh, I mean obviously in Grey's Anatomy, and he didn't play Negan in um on Supernatural as the father. He wasn't Negan. But when he hit Negan, that's all I think people like him as that guy. Yeah, I certainly did. I was down yeah. with Negan. It has nothing to do with Negan. I just stopped watching The Walking Dead for other reasons. But I, I'm, I'm sticking back with Rapture. Excuse me, Rapture. Holy shit. With uh, Rampage is what I'm trying to say. Um, he effectively does that character again. But I, I, he pulls it off. And I don't think... I'm going to say this a lot. I'm going to go back and forth with this movie. Is that I think that if it wasn't him playing that character, this would not work. Fair enough? Yes, they 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 were very smart about who they they casted in this movie because I think that they were very well aware of the point that yes these these things could happen we could end up with a, a bomb disastrous movie or we could put some some solid people in here and really hope that they sell it and I think that they effectively do so um, they're the definitely the strongest characters in the movie the Rock uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and then of course George George is amazing they're they're that's they are the the um, the meat and potatoes of this movie here, and they save this movie completely. Uh, they, they turn into a very entertaining popcorn flick. There are some negative aspects to this here. Again, I think that like the person I'm about to talk about right now did exactly what she was supposed to do, but because I haven't personally heard of her, um, I don't think I think she's a uh, lesser known actress. Maybe you're going to correct me on this one. Uh, I, I don't think that she would have made her break. Like it would just that. Well, that's who she is. You know what I'm saying? She's that character. This is the best way to put it. And she, uh, who I'm talking about is an actress by the name of Naomi Harris, who plays Dr. Kate Caldwell. Love her. She does fine in her role. But again, it's the script, it's the storyline that they give her that just makes it to be a weak character. Uh, very cliche. She's kind of the possible love interest. Maybe she is, maybe she isn't. You know, she, again, you've seen every character in this movie, Steve, save for the, you know, the big monsters, you've seen before. And just the way that they put this together, you know, she she really doesn't do anything for this movie. Like, I they put her there to serve a purpose, but her her lines are weak, and you know, and she 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 does well with it. She doesn't do anything to where you just hate her, but she doesn't really do much in this movie. Is what I'm getting at. And where do you know her from, by the way? I've seen her in a few movies. Um, I can't really think of like. Um, let me think. Let me. Where have I seen the? Let me look it up because I've seen her in quite a few movies. Not quite a few, but every whenever I see her, I'm like, oh, it's Naomi Harris. You've seen her too. I think I think Naomi Harris was uh she was okay, I might be totally wrong. I think she was the witch in um that sea witch in parts of the Caribbean. Oh yeah, okay. Was well, she here, was I, she I got though? her pulled up, brother. Okay, I got her I, pulled up. Um good. she was in Moonlight. Okay. I did not see oh, Moonlight. Yes, 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 yes. She yes. was in Twenty Eight Days Later. She was she was in Skyfall. <laughs> Collateral Beauty. Uh, what else oh, has she I been in? I might have been Pirates of the Caribbean then. She was in Spectre. Okay. Uh, I'm not seeing anything. Just like quickly going over her IMDb, IMDb list where I see anything about... Um, oh. I know who you were... Th- no, no, no. There she is. There she is. She plays okay, Tia good. Dalma in Pirates Ooh. of the Caribbean. At <laughs> World's like, oh, so nice, no. nice one, man. That's good. You're good at that. But no, she was great in uh, Moonlight, dude. Great in Moonlight. I I didn't even I forgot because she's unrecognizable in Moonlight. 
I've got nothing bad to say about her, man. I just think that the lines she was given, they gave her a very generic character. And she yeah, she yes. served a purpose of Yes. To push the the she's to an push the story forward. Plot. Yeah, she's an exposition yes. person. Exactly. They needed this character, but did they? You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those things. But she does fine. Um I don't know. I just um that's how I felt about it. Okay. But but I loved this movie. Like I thought it was really entertaining. You loved it. I did. I it's fun. Yeah. I'm not going to say that everyone, I'm not telling everyone, go, you yes. absolutely have to drop everything you're doing and go see Rampage. But if you want, if you have a lazy day, you know, you, you have a day with your family and what should we do? Should we go to the show? You know, should we spend some time together and go check out a movie or maybe when it comes out on, you know, video or Netflix or whatever and you see it, should I watch it? You absolutely should. It's, it's, if you like those kind of movies, it's just a fun, fun movie. You know, of course I could probably beat this one to death with some of the, the cheesy things that go on in it, but you have to understand that I was prepared for that already. Do you know what I mean? Like I went yeah. in expecting that. I wasn't expecting a bad movie. God, the movie passes great though, because you could just use it. And if, if the movie sucks, it's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Yes. So maybe that's why I went to see it so quickly, but. It just works. It's just a great movie. And George, the the ape, man, you're just going to love him. He's just great. You know, it's all, I'm not going to say much about him, but he does some very funny things in this movie. And 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 just like any movie that has an animal in it, you're going to get the feels every once in a while over certain scenes, you know. And, and again, I'm just going to leave it at that. But you feel for George is what I'm getting at. Um, not a whole lot more to say about it other than it's just action-packed. There's just those lines, though, you know, like it's a big arm. Don't fight it. Or pretty sure I saw a line in the trailer where he's in a helicopter, which he is in a helicopter in this movie. And he looks over at Naomi Harris and he says, let's go save the world. Do you remember seeing that like on trailers recently? Yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's from rampage. I don't think I'm tripping. And I was like, okay, well that's going to be another stupid line. I think they recognize that. And I don't recall seeing that in the movie unless I went to the bathroom, which is possible. But anyway, rampage. Um, I do give it a recommendation. It's not like a super go out there and do this now kind of thing. But if you come across rampage on your free time, check it out. I think that you'll end up going not a bad movie. And that's pretty much all I got to say about that one, brother. That's dope, dude. Um, I, I, um, so this rampage is in theaters now. Check it out. Side note. I just sent you some information on CRISPR. Okay. So you could, so you could look up, uh, it's a, like, it's a DNA altering thing to, you'll see. But okay. it's not Chris Burr, you are. It's C R I S P R. And the only reason maybe I know that's about what it, it was. Maybe that's what it was. I mean, yeah. I was just kind of trying to remember the the logo, how it was. But maybe they're taking that and just expanding it, you know? Well, I had listened to a. What did I listen to? I think I listened to it was either Radio Lab or uh, This American. And uh, uh, it was a whole episode on Chris Burr. And I was like, I don't know if I like this. Like, right when they were talking about it, I was like, this could go horribly wrong i think yeah and it does you know they made this out to be like crisper is the enemy in this movie you know i mean there's definitely a, an antagonist a group of them but it's 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 something that's very powerful that you know it's it's that movie it fell into the wrong hands and of course not only did bad things happen but super crazy bad things happen it's the catalyst for what comes in the movie and it effectively works you know but i did not know i'm just letting you know i did not know that uh crisper was a like a real thing. So thank you for enlightening me. I'll check yeah, it out. Yeah, for sure. And the thing is, uh, like, Ready Player One came out two weeks ago. Yeah. Last week, Quiet Place beat Ready Player One. This week, yes, Rampage sir. beat Quiet Place. Yes, that is factual, sir. And so I'm thinking Rampage might be a... I don't know if it's going to make the money Quiet Place. I think the, uh, Quiet Place has, 
legs only because of the theme of it. But I think Rampage is going to make a good amount of money. But I still, out of curiosity, who do you think is going to make more money? At the end of the year, you look back, what made more money? A, a Quiet Place or um, or Rampage? I would say a Quiet Place. I think it's going to dominate for two weeks. But I think it's going to go. I think Quiet Place is going to be around for a while. I think so. I think People so. are going to say, hey. It's a different movie-going experience. You might want to go see this movie. It's a different movie-going experience. So I'm interested. But I, I want to see Rampage because, A, just The Rock is watchable. It really is, man. He's been watchable since I remember the rundown. He's just a watchable guy. When I watched him, I was like, man, this guy's like, I could watch this dude. Um, and I also want to see, I also, I, I love animals, as you know, even though these animals aren't real. If you put an animal in a movie that's fake, I still get attached oh. to the animal. Hey, thanks for reminding me because I know you've already mentioned it, but there is a flying giant wolf oh my in this God. movie. So uh, you know who I was thinking of when this creature came up, right? Me. Maybe that's what made it even more entertaining. To oh, me. no, the world would be just... No, here's my thing. I would be saving the world until that thing came and I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. Can I borrow but, that shotgun? Yeah, I'm about to deal. <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. This yeah. way, I, I just I'd have to. Li- I'd ha- I mean, because that's not my fight. I'm like, this is y'all's fight. Y'all shouldn't have made CRISPR. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Because that flying wolf is out of the question. Now, here's what I'm wondering. I wonder who did. Do you think it was total CGI for the um, ape, or did you think someone was in the dots? Um. <laughs> dots. I think it was Andy Circus, bro. No, I, I, <laughs> you know, I would assume that there probably was someone in the dots you in the cat so? I think so. Uh, it's, it's, I don't think it was a real ape by any means, but the goddamn ape is so lovable. Like he just does some things that are just so adorable. Even I, when he's like a giant that yes. just makes it, makes it work. You know, I and love animal sh- movies too. And, and I, I definitely got, became attached to George. What a horrible freaking preview they did to show them that he's like, are you ready? Why would you show that part of the movie? Which part I, are you talking about? When the ape and well, he's the apes looking at whatever they're looking at him and the rock, and he's like, "Are you ready?" And the and the ape yells at whatever they're about to go against. Oh yeah. Why would you show? Because I think maybe the ape's gonna turn on the. I mean, my brain. I'm like, oh no, the ape might kill Rock because he's so far gone. But when they show that on the preview, you know, okay, everything's destroyed and everything's fine. Hey, you know what, man? Since you bring that up, I just want to kind of maybe establish a little more credibility with what I'm saying. It's not to say, again, I think it's completely done because of The Rock. It was passable and excusable because of The Rock. There is just some sign language because they speak, the, the George speaks yes. sign language. That's how they communicate. And it's it's cute and effective in the movie. But there's just certain things that are said. There's one thing. It's not a big deal. Uh, so put your spoiler alarm away, guys. But there's a part in the movie where he says to he like does sign language, and I'm really wondering if it's true sign language. I'm sure it probably is, but he he <laughs> George does sign language to um, Okoye, and basically he's like, "Yeah, George, let's go kick ass." You know that was stupid. So there oh, are those, yeah, yeah, exactly. There are those stupid lines in the it's, movie. It would work. I'd probably be like, that, "Yes," in the movie. No, I'd be like, "That's yeah. what I'm getting at." It was fully excusable. But it's not to say that that stuff's not present in this movie. This movie has the recipe to be a disaster. And not just a disaster movie. It's just has the recipe to be a disaster. But it's not. It's just it works. And maybe you'll disagree with me when you see it. But I I, I like it. I will actually watch this movie again when it comes out. I'm not going to go to the movies to see it again. But I will definitely watch it again. That is Rampage. And it's out in the movie theaters now. Handle it. 
Go see it. What else you got? All right. So now we can kind of start talking about some stuff that we uh, have familiarity with. Uh, common ground. I don't know about common ground, but we have both seen these things. Uh, I'm going to save the big one for last. But let's talk about, I know you've watched this, and I think we're caught up on the same amount of episodes. Um, are you fully caught up on HBO's Barry? I have. Yes. Okay, cool. So I meant to talk about Barry two weeks ago. Um, obviously I didn't bring it up because we did a dedicated Ready Player One show last week, but the week before Barry was on my list and, and the way I write my notes, I somehow deleted it and I just completely forgot because when Steve and I start rambling, that's just what happens. So I meant to talk about this a couple weeks ago. I've been watching it every week so far. It's coming on again tonight. Barry airs, I believe at 9 PM on HBO guys. And if you have, um, HBO go all the better, you can check it out there too. But I liked, I, I really am liking Barry. It was really good. It was really good. I don't think you're a Bill Hader fan. Is that correct? I, I like you're kind him. of like a, you're sort of a Bill Hader hater, aren't you? No, I like Bill Hader. I th- I've, I haven't disliked him in anything he's been in. I don't, the only place I dislike I wasn't a fan of him is um, Saturday Night Live. That's the only time I wasn't really a fan of Bill Hader. Oh, I really liked him. I really liked him in Saturday Night Live. There was just always something about him that's. I mean, he definitely has a thing. And a presence. Yes, and he's got that. He's got a way of, like, he's got a Jim Carrey way of, um, like, a Jim Carrey-like way of, like, being able to manipulate his face, you know, and do these different characters. I think he's super, super talented. One side thing, uh, I was listening to the Ralph Report with Ralph Garman, and, he, you know, he had nothing but good things to say about Barry. But he did say he didn't think he was going to like it because I've never heard this about him before. Maybe you have. He said that he's always considered Bill Hader to be a, a complete prick. Because there was a Comic-Con thing that they were doing. I can't remember what it was for. Uh, but he was going to host the panel. Ralph Garman was going to host the panel. And Bill Hay- Oh, it was uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, the sequel. That's what it was. And, uh, he, you know, he does a voice in that. And I guess he showed up late. Not too late. Not like Axl Rose late or anything like it. Or Kanye late. But he showed up a little bit late. And everyone was kind of already there. And he just proceeded to act like a complete prick to everyone. So, you know, first impressions mean a lot. So that's and I, I, that's the first time I've heard that. But it was just an interesting thing to bring up to me anyway, that, uh, you know, someone who I think it seems very likable. Maybe he's a prick. I don't know. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying maybe some people think he is. I know Ralph Garman does, but I didn't take any. I never take those things into consideration. man. I don't care if you're an asshole. Can you do a good movie? If you're doing terrible things to people, of course, I'm going to boycott your shit. But if you're just a jerk, I don't care. I mean, I like I like Christian Bale stuff, but, you know, I hear he's a notorious prick, too. So it's just that kind of thing, you know, like do what you're supposed to do. I don't care about your personal life. Um, getting back to Barry, though. It's great, man. I just I just love the concept of this. And I'm going to go ahead and read that off of IMDb. It says a hit man from the Midwest moves to Los Angeles and gets caught up in the city's theater art scene. It's pretty much straightforward. That's pretty much what it is. But there's so much more going on with this one. Uh, what are your thoughts, Steve? What do you think of this? Um, I, so I didn't know the theme at all. I just, op- I just started watching the show because you said, hey, watch, Katya, I suggest you watch the three episodes. And so far, when you suggest something, I'm like, yeah, let's give it a try. So I pushed play and I watched all three. Uh, I think Bill Hader is great. He's the, oddly enough, he's the straight man. It's actually um, like people like Henry Winkler. They're the ones that kind of bring the levity to this show because everyone else uh, not only you know what not just Henry Henry Wrinkler his partner um Stephen Root yes he kind of brings it too but like bear like Bill Hader's t- playing he does do some funny quirks but he's really playing the straight person in this very show. much so 
Very much so. Very and monotone. So, yeah. So if you don't like Bill Hader's comedy, you're not going to have to worry about that because that's not what he's doing here. Everybody else around him is bringing a normal, uh, like, or is normalizing this this show. I even like whoever plays. <laughs> What what's the name of the the um the the assassin or the guy that oh, hired him? I was going to talk about name? him, man. The bald guy. Yes, he is Anthony so funny. Anthony Car- Anthony Kerrigan is the is he the name is of the so actor. funny, dude. Who plays uh, the character's name is Noho Hank on the show? Oh, he is the best. He's got a little something. He's got a little little Tommy Wiseau in him. Uh, or something, I don't know, it's something like that. It's the way he talk, you know. Oh, it's, 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 so and he funny. says the funniest shit with this accent, and he's, he's hilarious on the show. He's probably one great, of the best parts dude. of it. It is great. I did not know about him, but I was reading something about him just this morning, actually. He actually has, uh, he was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of alopecia. Yes. So he's got alopecia, which if you're not familiar with that, uh, who else has that? Let's see. Who else has that, guys? Uh, I know someone really big. Oh, Al Pacino actually has alopecia, but not to this degree. But yeah. alopecia is basically it causes baldness. You know, that's that's really what it is, and it it it, it can be in different you know uh, uh, strengths, I guess you could say, or the severity of it can be changed. Sometimes people just lose all of their hair. Sometimes people get patches. You know, in this case, Anthony Kerrigan has it to where it's pretty extreme, and he pretty much has no hair at all. So, but he, it works for him, and somehow it works really well in this character. Like it makes him. He's got an unusual look, not to be mean, but just because he has that, I have no facial hair, no hair at all. There is a bit of a unique look to him, and somehow he makes that work. He's hilarious. I I love this character, man. I I think it was smart because when you get a character like that, with a look like that, you're tempted to go a certain direction. Because you're like, he has a natural look where you can make him really intimidating. Yeah, he can be be terrifying. Exactly, but they're like, you know what? Let's do the opposite and make him just... And like even there's a scene where if he was terrifying, he would have made a different reaction. But instead, he's freaking out. He is freaking out. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, that's him. That's who he is. It's a really it's a fun show. For me, it's easily digestible. It's one of those things where you could be watching it. Next thing you know, it's over. You're like, oh, that's it. It's like a quick show. Very well put it. They're half hour episodes. Yeah. Very easy to go through. I think. Um. If you like, if you like Bill Hader, you're gonna like this show. If you don't like Bill Hader, you still might like this show because of his surrounding cast. Now, what do you think? Like, okay, number one, you said he went to Comic Con, showed up late, and Garmin didn't like that. No, and you know, I'm hoping it doesn't really matter, but I'm hoping I didn't make up the whole showed up late part. But for the purposes of this, he showed up. To Comic Con, and everyone was already there. Whether he was late or not, he showed up late or last, and just immediately began being rude to everyone. And that's what Ralph Garman went on. You know, he talked about it for a good few minutes. It's just about how you know you 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 see people one way, and then they they come up, you know, in public or face to face, and they act this one particular way. It sort of blows your image of them, you know. But that's not to say that he doesn't think that Bill Hader's a great talent because he really is. Now, do you know what the movie was for? For the what were they talking about? Do you know? That's what I'm saying. It was cloudy with a chance of meatballs. The sequel. Oh, see, here's the thing. You see, Steve, you just don't listen to me. Is that because you're getting older? Is it because you're in your 40s now and right. maybe your hearing's not as well? <laughs> right when you said Comic Con, I was like, Comic Con? Huh? I didn't know Bill Hader was Comic Con worthy, but Cloudy is. So, yeah. with did Ralph like this show? 
Yes, he did. He spoke. He spoke highly of it. Hey, uh, just because you know you're mentioning that he's not Comic Con worthy, you do know he is the like the major like the beeps and boops that you hear from BB-8 in Star Wars. That's that's Bill him. That's Bill Hader. Yeah. Why did they give? I don't know. It was weird. I thought the same thing. Like why Bill Hader? But he he is like get anybody get a newcomer. Yeah, because you know he doesn't really beep and boop like R two D two does. It's more of a wah, 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 kind of sound, you know. That's the best. Right. That's beep, those, I guess I could yeah, do. that's one of those things where you're just uh, you have a buddy and you just want to put your buddy in your movie. That's maybe, maybe, Ugh. but I I think that we're like I don't think that Bill Hader's done it. I say this a lot actually about certain people, but I don't think we've seen his best work yet. I'm being honest with you. I think I've seen some work with him. Um, what was that movie that I really liked? It had Kristen Wiig in it. And they were both playing characters, that, the Skeleton Twins. Um, they both proved in that movie that they can effectively do drama. And he's he's that guy. You know what I mean? He can he can really do that. He can make him, he can distort his face and do weird characters. And he can do a ton of different impressions and things like that. Uh, much like Jim Carrey. I'm not really comparing them. To, I guess I am comparing them. But I, I don't think they're on the same plane. But I think that Bill Hader can definitely do drama better than Jim Carrey can, because Jim Carrey's still going to be Jim Carrey in his drama. If that makes it to me, you still you still have that. I feel that Bill Hader can, even though you see the shell of Bill Hader, he can change the character and take you to a different place where you're not you no longer see him after a while. I can't agree with the Jim Carrey thing because the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, dude, that was a performance, and Bill Hader has done nothing on that level. And that again, was a performance. Again, I, yeah. Again, though, I don't think he's. We've seen his performance yet. I did not really care for that movie. I think it was a good movie. Um, hey, man, there's lots of things that I've seen that you don't like, right? It's just that's how it I works know, but that's him. like a common. Life. That's one of the common. Like, oh, generally, people have a hard time finding something about that movie that's bad because the theme is. It's just like um, um, what was the movie that. Uh, where he was followed, he didn't know that he was being watched. Oh, the Truman Truman Show. Truman Show. Just like the Truman Show, it's just, it's aged so well. I don't know, and we'll see. I don't think Bill Hader's ever going to make a movie that ages like that with him as the star. With him as the star. Fair enough, but he's not, again, that's why I wasn't like doing a, a pound for pound comparison, because he's not Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey was shot out of a cannon from day one and created this whole Ace Ventura and, and uh, Living Color. You oh, know, I'm just talking Fire about Marshall his drama. His no, no, no. I know that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But like he he was he was a, a force to be reckoned with from the get go, and then he kind of toned it down and went to the drama. Right yes. now he's just a weird artist guy. But um, like literally, I don't even think he acts anymore. I think it's just all about his painting and saying weird shit on the internet. As far as Bill Hader goes, I mean, he's been around now for a, what a good probably at least a decade. Yes, and, easy. But he's but he's continually upping his game, in my opinion. So he's the director in this as well. So now he's behind the camera as well as in front of the camera, and he's taking these deadpan characters and doing some pretty amazing shit with them. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we'll never will see this big, you know, command performance from Bill Hader. But I still don't think that we've seen his best work yet. Okay, I could say that. I think he will improve just as because you do something enough, you will improve. I don't, yeah, yeah. I just, I, the only thing I said, I think when you're like, hey, I think he does, he'll do dramatics better than Jim Carrey. I'm like, oh, man. Only because. No, I still, I still feel that 100%. I do. Interesting, I, but, yeah, man. No, I do. I really do. I think that, check out Skeleton Twins. And just at least check out his, his dramatic performance. Yes. You know what and, I mean? And, yeah, I will because only, 
like Jim Carrey's done horror now and he did horror really good even though the movie was okay it was a I was like oh he's which one he's are we good. talking about number 23 I think it was called the number 23 wow that one completely just escaped me I don't even yeah know. he was a horror movie and I was like oh <laughs> I did not know he could do this it was either the number 23 or the number 13. The only reason I say 13 is because a lot of people think 13's a weird... Uh, it might have been the number 13. It was one of those two. One of those. And uh, he, it was an effective horror movie. And I was like, well, look at Jim Carrey. Yeah, I'm a fan of Jim Carrey. You know, I thought he was a complete weirdo and slash asshole in that documentary about um, Andy Kaufman. Like, I'm still, I'm oh, still not quite over the fact of how asshole she was in that, yes. you know? And just the whole artist thing, you know, you just have that certain, he's that guy. I don't think we're going to get that with, with Bill Hader. I think he's going to be a little more straight. No, he's going to. And yes. But the thing is, is what I was getting at is that, I, you know, it's not fair of me to say so, but I'm complete. I would much rather just see Jim Carrey making his asshole talk. Excuse me. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I want to see, you know, I want to see um, Roy, was it Roy Christmas? Is that what his name? I think it was a. Uh, Floyd, Floyd Christmas from uh, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, I yeah. like that kind of thing. I, I, you know, but then I'm now I'm being the guy that says dance monkey dance. That's what yeah. I really want from him. But I'm willing to, you know, I, I think he's kind of done with acting, if I'm not mistaken. I think he is just recluse. He's now he's got the the Dave Letterman beard. And well, he he's just done enough. He made his sure. point. Absolutely. I think yeah. It's one of those things where it's just like, what else is there? For him to do. And I think like Bill Hader, I wouldn't be surprised if he just, you know, he will get better at what he does because that's essentially what should happen. You get more, uh, it, it becomes more natural for you to do a certain thing. I'm interested to, I'm interested to see if Bill Hader cracks out of the Bill Hader-ism. Like, is it going to be like, wow, I forgot I was watching Bill Hader. This is crazy. <laughs> well, He's doing great. I think you'll agree with me, uh, speaking of this show in particular, I think you'll actually agree with me that he did already. At least at one for, for, for 30 seconds, he did just that. And what I'm talking about is in episode one, the very end of episode one, I don't want to give anything away. Uh, guys, watch this. And when you do, remember the end of this episode where um, he has to pull a gun. Oh, that was great. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that and, was great. And I didn't see Bill Hader there. He became a badass. Yes. And that for those 30 seconds, he was a complete badass. He was, and I mean, built, and, and yes, truly, yes. he's that's what he is. He's a badass from the beginning on this. You just don't know it. You know what I mean? But when he did that thing with the gun, I was like, oh shit, look at this guy. Even though it was just something that you see a lot of people do all the time, it was the way he did it. It was his form, how he did it. It totally worked for me. I'm not a gun guy, obviously, so maybe I'm full of shit, but it worked for me. I, I, I was sold, you know? Well, yeah, like he was, he was Bill Hader for a few seconds. And then it immediately switched into, oh, oh, interesting. So, yes, watch the show. This is um, Barry and it's on, is it HBO? It's, it's HBO. on HBO. Mm-hmm. Next episode comes on tonight. Yes. So check it out. It's well, Barry. Actually, uh, since you're going to be hearing this, it came on three days ago, guys. So it's yes. Sundays, Sundays oh, at Sunday. nine. Yeah. Check it out. 30 minutes of, of quality, quality stuff. And by the way, um, you touched on it briefly. Henry Winkler is phenomenal in this year. I'd love to see the Fonz back doing something awesome. And also, I wanted to touch on Stephen Root. Stephen Root is his um, his handler, if you will. He, he sets up and facilitates these because he's a hitman. So he sets up these hits. And if you don't know who Stephen Root is, the easiest way to remember him would be the guy in Office Space. The guy that talks like this in uh, my stapler. The yes. my stapler. He's the my stapler guy. So if you don't know who Steven Root is, that's who he is. And he, he does an awesome job in this as well. Oh, man, there is a scene with a file, Steve. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. dude. 
That yeah. one made me, it, it made things go into my, like, I, I had two belly buttons for a while. That's all I'm Dude. saying. It was bad. All bad. And just, and since we're talking about it real quick before we move along, um, Sarah Goldberg, who plays Sally in the show, I'm super likable. I don't really know what they're going to do, but she's potentially the love interest of the show, which really hasn't gone down just yet. But there's just something about her. There's just something about, I like her face, Steve. There it is. There <laughs> I, I'm not is. saying she's attractive or unattractive. Okay, it's the reversal of Parker. I'm sort of impartial to her, but I like her face, if that makes any sense. That she has a totally likable face. There yes. we go. Totally and it allows me to enjoy her character even more. So that's pretty much all I have to say about Barry. Do you have anything else to add before we move That'll on? That'll be it. No, sir. Well, rock and roll, my man. Happy birthday, sir. Don't think I forgot. Thank you, sir. You have birthday. Look at my guy. I'm so proud of him. He made it to 40. I did make it. Look how adorable it. he is, ladies and gentlemen. Just go, go, go to the website. Listen to that laugh. That, you know, we all know the Steve Hudson uh-huh. laugh, right? If uh-huh. you've been listening, that, that's, that's gold, guys. Like you just, that's, that's lightning in a bottle right there, my friend. <laughs> that's I'm what telling it is. you right now. That's, uh-huh. that's the Steve Hudson laugh is the stuff that dreams are actually made of. They're, they are literally made of Steve Hudson laughs. So, I wish that were true. I wish that were know, true, but some of them are nightmares. But a lot of dreams are made of the Steve Hudson laugh. And if you dream about my laugh, please write into the Heroes of Noise. Please, if you do, because I want to go, what the fuck is wrong with you? I was just kidding around. <laughs> what else you got? I love you, man. I'm just kidding. All right. So last up for me, it's been a slow week. It sounds weird because I feel like I got a lot done of watching wise. But uh, the last one up is something I think that we can go into. I saved this purposely for this. And um, now being that we both have... Like, we're both going to talk about this one. So do you want to, I can hold off and you can get a couple of yours out and then we can do the, the final? Do you know what, what I'm saying? It? Well, I'm, I was talking about The Quiet Place, but okay. you've got other things that I haven't watched. So do you want to talk about those and then we can finish off no, with The Quiet I Place? No, I, I didn't know whether we were talking about Atlanta or The Quiet Place. Okay, well, let's, okay, you know what? Let's reprise a little bit because whereas I don't have a ton to say, um, I'm ready to talk about Atlanta. I was not, uh, when Steve talked about Atlanta a few weeks ago, I was like, oh, word? Because I hadn't seen anything. I can't say it, like, I've said how much I love it. It's mostly you. Tell me yeah. what you, th- that's it. I already said how much I think um, it's a genius show. You know, yeah, I was just, <laughs> it's funny. Just for the sake of having, like, you know, um, if you pay attention to what we do week to week on the website or just the um, the show art that we do, you know, it was like, do I talk about it? Because then I'm going to have to put it in again. You know, and that's how fucking anal I am. And you know what? So yeah. what? All we want to say, Atlanta just say, again. do you like it? That's it. All we want to no, say, you is, don't t- listen to me, Hudson. You don't bad. fucking tell me what to do. I, I no, I'm just kidding. Put the art in again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just playing. You want to do, let's argue right now because that's where I'm at. No, man, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I want, I'll talk about it a little bit. Um, I will say that I, I love this show. I was talking to my wife about it. Uh, Gail and I were sitting around and we, we binged the entire season, uh, season one, like it was nothing. Also half hour shows. Yes. And that's what I think it's the, the just the perfect amount of time for these particular yes, exactly. episodes. Uh, dramatic pause. I think that we're dealing with genius here, Steve. That's the I best way to, to put say, this I, here. You know me. You know with him, I hate to say it. I know you don't like Donald. You call him Childish Gambino, and I refer to him as Donald Glover. Dude. I know you don't care for him. I don't have anything but good things. I loved him he as Troy. He's so good. He's so good at everything. But maybe, but like we talked about before, 
you don't hear rappers I know, in particular saying, I'm a uh, mediocre guy. You know what I mean? Like they don't I say know. I'm mediocre and, and maybe you'll like me, maybe you won't. They have you have to walk the walk and talk the talk. And I think it's that's what he does. Annoying. I don't particularly care for Childish Gambino, even though yes. I've I've you know I bought his first album. Yes. You know, but it's really not my thing. But Donald Glover, his comedic performances, I love. Dude. And now, even though it's still kind of comedic, I love his dramatic performances too. Because Atlanta is is like some. It's kind of like nothing I've ever seen, um, dude. I don't really know where to start with it. That's what I'm saying. All we could here's the thing. We could jump around, but I just want to ask because here's my fun part. Uh, I know we're running out, but I just, here's my fun thing. I just want to ask you about your views on certain aspects of the show. Okay, fair enough. Sure. Here we go. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember? What did you think about Crocodile Man? Okay, so before we go down any further, I, I can talk about Crocodile Man, but I'm yes. only two episodes in. I skipped several to watch the uh, horror yes. episode that you were talking about. Yes. But okay, the, no as problem. far as season two goes, I'm, I'm kind of ignorant right now, but I can okay. talk about Crocodile Man. Gee. Uh, <laughs> he was... Okay, before I talk about that, <laughs> is it me? Is it me or is yes. season two a lot darker than season one? Oh, it's dark. It is, right? Oh, it got dark. Yeah. Okay, so... That said, it really has nothing to do with what I'm about to say about Crocodile Man, but I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Yes. Uh, what a what a freaking performance by Cat Williams. Gee, who would have thought? I, it was, you know, what's weird is, you know, Cat, really, Cat Williams has a very recognizable face. Yes. But because of what he's doing and his normal, like, you know, his 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 pimp status that he has and yes. his, uh, his, his, what am I trying to say? His persona that he puts out to the yes. public uh-huh. is stripped down completely. Dude. And he's just Alligator Man. <laughs> and I love it that they call him Alligator Man. All the neighborhood people call him. He got an alligator in that house. Everybody thinks, oh, no, he does. He has alligators. <laughs> yeah. No, man. Um, you know, I, I haven't seen everything that Cat Williams has done. But out of what I have seen, this is probably one of my favorite roles. Easily. Excellent Easily. as Alligator Man in this. And then there's a really poignant part where Donald Glover says something. He's like, I don't want to end up like you. A guy that just let things happen to him. And then later on, Cat Williams like, he gives him advice, straight up advice. And I was like, oh, it just got real. Yeah. It just now got real. And I just love the fact that Cat, okay, not, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. You got to go see this. But I love the fact that Cat Williams, he brought something out of Cat Williams that I've never seen. Agreed. I didn't know he was able to do this. So you're loving that. Did you Love remember? And do you remember? Because I don't know if you saw this episode yet. Do you remember anything about what what flavor are hot Cheetos? No, not there. Okay, good. Um, I also want to know what did you think about? Um, I mean, this is look. I was just on Twitter, and someone was like, um, "Childish Gambino is in concert," or "Childish Gambino will be blah 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 blah." And someone else was like, "Teddy Perkins is going to be doing this." A mate, like a major. Um, Reporter. I was like, reporters know who Teddy Perkins is? I could like, see why. I, it's going to be a long while before I forget who Teddy Perkins dude, is. Dude, like when people bring it up on, like when someone da 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 and they'll put a quote tweet on above it and be like, man, this is Teddy Perkins. You're like, oh, I know what, what they're talking about now. Like I'm in that conversation now. I know what they're saying and I know what they mean by that, that it's creepy. What we're referring to, guys, is episode six of season two, Teddy Perkins Ooh. is what it's called. Debuted April 5th. And uh, is it a horror episode or no? 
I would have, you know, when you told me it was a horror episode, sorry, I just pinched yeah. my nose and went to operator for there for yeah. a second. <laughs> but, um, sorry, it's that San Joaquin Valley booger creating thing. Oh, yes. Um, which I'm really dealing with right now. But, uh, when you told me it was a horror episode, I was like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm going to check it out. That sounds interesting. It, it's, it's horrific. I don't know if it's necessarily a horror episode. Okay. Okay. But it's horrific. Like, like if, if, like if I was Lakeith Stanfield, Oh, dude. I would be absolutely terrified. <laughs> that is just a terrifying. I'm, I'm terrified of weird people in general. People that give you that skeevy feeling and, and, and are uneasy. Uh, they make me very on edge. Yes, and dude. Donald Glover effectively creates Teddy Perkins. I didn't even know it was him. You know what? what Neither did I. Me? Neither did I. Well, you know what got me is that Donald Glover has a very wide face. Like his face, he's got a yes. very uh, unique looking face, and it's very yes. it's, it's wide. He's got like big cheekbones, you know. Yes. And that was really the only thing I'm looking at. I'm like, who could be playing this guy? It's got to be Donald Glover. But it doesn't sound like him. It truly doesn't look like him. And I didn't know that he had that kind of a range. Dude, but yeah, I Teddy did. Perkins scared the shit out of me. When he said, was that Mr. Wonder? Who calls Stevie Wonder Mr. Wonder? Yeah. yeah. That is such a weird thing to write. For him to write that, I'm like, he might be a genius. Because off the jump, he's like, let me just make you uncomfortable from jump. Is that Mr. Wonder? And I absolutely know what you mean now about how it made, how playing Stevie Wonder made it creepy. Dude. Because they, the song they chose, first of all, Evil by Stevie oh Wonder. Oh my was, God, dude. It's so well done, but it does give you like a <laughs> kind of. I, exactly. I'm like, okay, dude, is Donald Glover working at a certain, is it? Because at first I'm thinking it's luck. And I'm like, it's No, luck. man. It's unfortunately not. I hate to tell you this, whether or not you like his music or not. I'm pretty sure Donald Glover is exactly what he says he is, dude. I think, and again, I'm sorry to always sound this way. I'm sorry to always sound this way. Oh, well, who's negative now, huh? I ha. know, I know. You hate dude. his, you know what it is, is that you fucking hate his face. That's what it is. It might is. be. Because yeah, I, I think mean, it is. I think you hate Donald Glover's face. And they keep on, they throughout this episode, they would sprinkle in some levity from, uh, you know, his buddies. They call and they'd be like, why are you still there? Like, why aren't you leaving yet? And Darius is like, I want this piano. Because <laughs> that's how Darius thinks. He's like, and dude, when they said, he said, I only have two uh, two things that I can do or two regrets I can have and then I got to um, die. He's like, well, how is someone going to know you messed up your two regrets? He's like, I'm going to tell him. That's Darius. I'm like, of course you would tell him to kill you. Darius played by Lakeith Stanfield. And if you don't know who that is, folks, dude. you do. If you've seen Get Out, he you was in him. Get Out. He was the, he was the guy that uh, got... Abducted at the beginning, spoilers, mm-hmm. and he's also the one that resurfaces later in the brown suit. And there's a flash, and I'm gonna leave it at that. He's so he's so. Anyway, people, listen. Hey, hold on, man, real quick, real quick. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. It. I'm sorry. Were you about to conclude? Because there's something I need to talk. I need to get off my chest. Hey, okay, go for it. So, I'm very much now looking forward to Deadpool two, and I think you know why. Where I'm going Ooh, with this? Woo. Yes, I do. Let me tell you about the badness. The 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 pure badness that is one Zazzy Beats. Gee, I love Zazzy Beats as Van in this show, man. Oh, dude, she's, she's amazing. She, she's amazing. And the, the fact that they give her her own episode, they're like, yeah. "This is going to be your thing of what you're dealing." Because I had a different thought of her in my mind on the show. I'm like, "Oh, this is her. She's all put together. Everything's fine with her. She's good to go." And this shows, uh, no, no one's really put together. 
It's just compared to Donald Glover's character she's put together. <laughs> yeah, Donald Do- Donald Glover plays Ern, and um, he's kind of pathetic. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's the, he is the most pathetic in out of all of the characters in the show, but that's what makes his character work. Yes, yes, that's and his whole story arc. You know, his man uh, is. I, yes, he's just he's all of us in a way, not to his extent, but we're all trying to get over a hump. And he just can't get over his. And a lot of it's him pulling him back. Just like a lot of us, it's us pulling us back. And if somebody was watching us on a TV screen, they'd be like, Dan, just do this. If you would just do this, you'd be fine. Steve, if you would just do this, you'd be fine. We're all saying, earn, just do this thing. I know people like that. Oh, totally, dude. (laughs) Yeah. You know? It's like, why are you doing this? You could be doing, like, you totally could do this, but you just choose not to. And then I don't understand why. Yes. But Van, oh, I could see why she got pulled from this to Deadpool. Totally yeah. did. I totally yeah. get it, dude. Would you say she got Deadpooled from wow. this? To, wow. hey, you know. Sorry, I thought I would, since we're doing role reversal today, I thought and I would throw in Steve on Hudson. that um, note. Last thing, though, we got to give a little bit of credit because, you know, if we're going to talk about it this much, which wasn't a lot, but enough, um, we're completely leaving out Brian Tyree Henry, who plays Alfred, or better dude. known as on this show as Paperboy, who dude. is like the the local... Uh, the local famous rapper on the show. This dude, he's a local fav- favorite rapper who could be huge if it, he just worked harder. Another one of those, if you just did this, That's it. you'd get that. Yeah, I'm yeah. just They're like, all why like don't that, you do of. that? Play yeah, the outside game, of he Van, won't tap dance. He won't just tap dance, he won't. I think no. that Van just chills with them completely because of her, um, which, you know, I'm not going to spoil it. But she has a connection to earn. We'll leave it at that. And I think that that's why she even rolls with these guys in the first place. Otherwise, I don't think she would. (laughs) You know, I really don't think that that would be the case. But she has a a common interest that she has to um, maintain. Yes. And earn is, um, I mean, he's he graduated from like Yale School of Acting in real life. And he's bringing a lot of that into this role. because Donald Glover, you mean? No, uh, Brian Tyree. You just said earn. I'm sorry. I mean, Alfred, uh, Al, uh, yeah, Brian Tyree Henry, he graduated yes. from where? Yale's, Yale acting school? Huh. Yeah. And uh, let me make sure. But um, so he, there's an episode where it's just, um, he's just commercials. And a lot of it is him in an interview room with another person and him reacting to the whole conversation. He's like, what am I doing here? He's so good. He's so good. They're all, all amazing good. on this show. Every single one of them is ama- even some. Can't, there's another guy that wears a do rag the whole ep- one of these whole episodes, and he's even good. It's just Atlanta. Oh even, yeah, <laughs> dude, I know what you're talking about, dude. And when he unleashes them joints at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. It's little things. Oh, what if Childish Gambino was a genius? You're not talking about Deshaun, are you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Cranston, Cranston Johnson? G. Yeah, he's G. great, man. If Childish Gambino was a genius, I don't know what the world's coming to. Hey, man, sometimes things just are what they are. You know what I mean? Are they, though? I don't know. I don't know, but... But Not anyway, that I'm watch trying to Atlanta. Be proved wrong, but prove me yes. wrong. You know what I mean? Like, because I have no reason to think otherwise as and of now. 
it's on effects. Give it a shot. Either you're going to connect with these. It's either you're going to watch them and be addicted or it just doesn't connect with you. It's one or the other. Yeah, I, I agree. And I know this isn't going to be for everybody, but not at you know, all. I didn't, I didn't think that Gail was going to be into it. And she loves it. She freaking loves it. That's when I told her shocker. there was a season two, yeah. she freaked out because you can't. Okay, guys, just so you know that if you want to watch this, you can watch. Um, I have DirecTV. So you can watch season two on DirecTV on demand, which is fantastic. And also, if you have Hulu, you can watch it on Hulu. You can watch season one on Hulu, but season two is not there yet. I'm, I'm shocked that Gail connected to it. Well, you know, she is Mexican, right? According to you. So That's maybe true. that had something. But to it's just like a, <laughs> it's such a weird, um, cause a lot of times this sort of comedy is, is, is loved by people who are kind of versed in, in comedy in general, which she probably is. Oh, she's but totally. Did, yeah. And so it, I didn't know that because I'm like, well, if she liked this, that means she just likes, she understands it's not a jump out the window, fall on your head. Oh, silly me comedy. It's not that. There's certain episodes you just won't laugh at all at. Yeah, it's like and comedy drama. It's like an yes. anthology type of a show, really. Bingo. Like, even though there's like this common connecting story throughout both seasons, if it wasn't there, it truly wouldn't make that big of a difference because the all of these episodes are so they're kind of isolated. They're like they're they're their own That's entity. What I thought, but tell the audience: Would you recommend them jumping around, or would you say watch them chronologically? I think that there's enough in there. I think you should watch it chronologically. I think that there's enough in there to where. You know, it might not, it, you might not touch on the same things each and every time, but every once in a while, you're going to come back to something where, and I think that they're building their characters in a certain fashion where, you know, a character, particularly like Lakeith Stanfield, he's a lot different in season two, That's particularly true. as you move Dang, along. You're right. You're right. You know you're what right. I mean? So yeah. I think that it's important to watch it chronologically because you're going to see maybe what, and again, I haven't watched all of season two yet, but I think that you're going to see what. What gets them to this place That's throughout true. the various characters? I didn't even think about there the various situations. Rather, if you don't know through. Darius from Jump, you're gonna be like, "What's up with Homeboy?" Yeah, because he's a different like, cat. He is. <laughs> I've never seen a person like this on a TV show. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's 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 different. Gee, remember? Okay, last thing. Remember when Ern was trying to get the money from that dude in the club? One of my favorite episodes. <laughs> You are talking about the one where, where he take where uh, Lakeith takes him on the the different. Gee. Oh my god! Gee, when he starts just disappearing everywhere, you're like, where is this guy going? It's it's basically Gee. without without ruining anything, guys, because we're sitting here laughing about it. It's earns in a situation where he needs some money. Yes, and um, Darius basically has a, a solution to his problem and takes him on this. It's almost like a scavenger hunt. Totally. Totally. And the end result is probably the most hilarious part of it all. It's it, it's just this show works show. on so many levels, guys. That's that's the best thing. I had really no I had nothing to go off of and, and, and unless you count Steve telling me that I had to watch this show. Other yeah. than that, I had nothing to go off of. And I tried turning it on one night as like after work, and I think it was like almost two o'clock in the morning, and I started watching the first episode and it, it was two o'clock in the morning, so I fell asleep. So I put it away for a while, and then I decided to jump back into it after we talked about it on the show. And I'm so glad I did. It is truly one of my favorite shows on television. Oh, it's, right now. and the thing is, it's like there's an episode I had. I thought I had Alfred pegged, and then um, there's an episode where um, Ern is trying to. I guess somebody stiffed Alfred, and so Ern's job is to get the money from the club owner. So oh, he's, yeah, he's chasing this club owner around, and I'm like, oh, Alfred's just a normal dude, but it shows who he really is. Oh, he thugs like, up quick. Dude, I was so shocked. 
I was like, wait, what? No, Alfred is straight thug. I did not know that. I thought it was all play. But when he was like, I'll just get it. And he legit just was like, oh, I'll just go to that other side. I'll just do what I need to do to get this. And that's not earn. That's another thing. Earn is not, God, you know, guys, you got to watch this. Ladies and gentlemen, just watch it, dude, because they set up Earn in a certain way. The more that we unpack it, you realize that there's a lot going on in this show. Yeah, you need to watch it chronologically because they set these guys up as a certain thing and they set Van up as a certain person. They set these folks up in a way where I don't know an Earn, but I do know an Earn. I don't know an Alfred, but I do know an Alfred. It's like you know one of these people. I don't know a Lakeith Stanfield. Now, I can honestly say I really don't. I don't even know someone like him in a distant form. Maybe I'm him. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe I'm the, maybe I'm the <laughs> weirdo in say. my circle. <laughs> yeah, for if you real. can't find him in a room, maybe it's you. Yeah, so people, it's it's Atlanta on effects. We might, dude, I'm tempted to do it. One of these days, we might have to just do a dedicated Atlanta show. Totally down. We'll do it as a bonus episode one of these days. And so we're, totally we're running down. out of time, but we do have time to at least uh, clip out what you thought about the next thing. Sure. But I'm going to say this before we talk about the very last thing, which we've yes. already said is a quiet place. Yes. I'm going to tell you right now, in my opinion, I just thought of this right now, and I, I truly believe it. Out of everything that we've talked about, Atlanta is by oh, far dude. the most quality. By far. Dude. I mean, yeah. here's my It's thing. a whole other level of, of good. Here's my issue, though. A- Freaking Donald Glover. I just can't. You hate his face. I think it, it's just, I don't like that he's like, I'm a great writer. I can do anything quickly. And then when they said, oh, he got fired from Deadpool, he's like, or he he walked away from Deadpool. He's like, no, I didn't. And then he wrote a script that the day of, and I'm like, oh, this guy, he's just so. Well, just- I think I think he was a little on the butthurt side. He was offended, you know, and I'm sure he probably had good reason to think that, you know, Oh, they're putting a spin on this. I think that was just his way of going, oh, see, like if I didn't have, like you're telling me that I didn't have the time to do this. I just wrote a fucking script for Oh, but it's like that, that thing. It's that thing, dude. And it probably wasn't even that good, though. You know what I mean? I think he was Ugh. just, he was just, I get it. But you know what? Um, I think that. But he's good. It's unfortunate. Yes, and for everything that he contributes, I think that it's forgivable. That's, I, that's and, me. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I love Stevie Wonder. He would not have been in my top 30 picks for what song to play during this episode. I wouldn't have thought of it. You know what, man? Let's put this another way real quick. Now, you may not agree with me on this here, but I I think you will at least appreciate and understand where I'm coming from. You and I can both agree that one of the greatest and most talented musicians, artists to ever come out is Prince, right? Easily. Easily. Easily, right? Easy. But we have to take into consideration that Prince was a fucking weirdo. Oh, no question. there was no, no question. question. He was no weird. Question. He would, he would, you know, Howard Stern tells a story about being invited to a special performance for Prince and Prince was going to be playing there. And like a, I don't know if it was like a, like a little club. I think it was like a little club, you know, like maybe a couple hundred people or something like that. He's told this story too many times, but at Prince's insistence, he played the entire gig in the dark, no lights, no ambient light That's in so weird. the dark. That's why I'm saying. So Prince was a little bit of an asshole. You know what I mean? He was totally, wonderful. Totally. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. But we forgive him. Right, we do. So, and I'm not comparing Donald. Oh, Glover I know to the theme is that I get your. I think it's, and Prince says stuff like that too. You're right because it's just Donald Glover saying 
He literally said, I'm great at anything I do. Like, why, why even say, I mean, I get it. I get it. I got to let it go. We love Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was a fucking nutcake. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was a different. Yeah. And you're being nice about it. You're being nice about it. I know. He was I a know. nutcake, dude. And, I and mean. No, he was. <laughs> he was a nut <laughs> Let's not let's not let's not split hairs here, Steve. He was a he nut was, job that he, was incredibly was. talented. Yes, you know, and don't feel like you're offending the dead. I know, I know how you think, and I know you don't feel comfortable talking about Michael that way. But let's just call it, it is. Yeah, he, he was he, he was a nutball. Yeah, yeah, he was a nut job. So so there are what I'm getting at is there are there are reasons to be forgiving as long as it's not harmful to people. Which again, you know, depending on who which camp you're in. Maybe Michael fell into that category. I personally didn't. Or did I? I don't know. But I'm willing to forgive but, it because he's fucking Michael Jackson. And, and the thing is, Donald Glover's not hurting anybody. It's just no, his no. sheer, I am so good at what I do. I'm just good. And the knowledge that he, and you know what? Maybe it's hateration. Maybe it's that hateration. Because it's like, not only is he saying he is, but I watched the show and I'm like, dang it. And it pisses you off that he has proven himself. I think. Yes. It's that yeah. normally people are really like, hey, you know, I try, you know, I do what I can. You know, I just I'm just here to, you know, I'm just here to do what I do. And that's not him. Right. It's not yeah. him. He's like, yeah, I write a great show. I can do anything. I think. And please don't take don't you know, don't take yes. any uh, tone no. into it. I think you just have to get over it, bro. I totally no. And I then totally you can do. just enjoy the ride. You're totally because I I'm enjoying Atlanta, mind you. You're enjoying it. Imagine how much I'd enjoyed it if I didn't try not to enjoy it and enjoyed it anyway. Imagine if I just let myself enjoy it. How much would I enjoy it, Lance? That's on the nose, Hudson. Take your own advice, man. Maybe maybe Parker Posey, you know? No, no. I hate her face. That's a whole other thing. Oh, my God. I can't stand her. I cannot stand her. I'm sorry. Anyway, we we only have a few more minutes. Yes, we do. So we should probably get down to this here. Guys, have you liked the show so far? I hope you have because. We didn't really know how it was going to... We never really do. We didn't know. We, we have a, a bit of a skeleton that we go off of here. And I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. Um, not to put my man in uh, you know in the spotlight here, but you know, it's his birthday. I forgave him. He woke up a little bit late. Yes. You know? Yes. So we didn't get a pregame out, and that's not a big deal. But I'm I'm really liking this show, just so you know. Like sometimes, like Steve will ask me after we uh, stop, you know, like, all right, we'll be like, I'll go peace. And then we'll go, how, that was a good show. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, that was so much fun. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, that was cool. I'm loving this. Just so I'm just letting you know, guys know whether you think this show is crap or not. I am absolutely loving this episode. So let's move on. So we both saw a quiet place. Indeed there is, we did. And the thing is, it kind of works out because there's nothing I can say about this movie <laughs> that is not going to be a spoiler. There's nothing I can say that I don't want people not to be surprised by. Should we throw in a spoiler warning for this one? Um, no, I would say. I think I can do this personally without spoilers. Maybe, maybe like one spoiler. Okay. Well, my first thing would say, I would tell people before you go into this movie, be conscious of what theater you're going to. Yes. If it's a normally loud theater, don't go there. Do not just don't. And if you have to go to a really late show for an empty theater, that's better for you because Anything, noise, whispers, laughs, anything will ruin your movie-going experience for this movie particularly. Yeah, and it's probably it's probably something that you've read or heard before. But take it from your boys. I agree with them 
any ambient noise that shouldn't be there is going to pull you out of this. It's yes. it's that quiet. It truly silence is a character in itself in this movie. So anyway, uh, uh, what 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 John Krasinski John Krasinski directed this film. It's starring John Krasinski and um, Emma Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt and their husband and wife in real life, as everyone knows. And I didn't. <laughs> Do you know that I did not know that? Oh, really? I really didn't know that. Until yeah, they're they're married, and so no, because their na- their last names are different, bro. Don't that's bullshit. True. Me. Yeah, that's see, true. So you're How wrong. dare she's a sinner. You're wrong. Um, so they um they John Krasinski directed, helped produce it, and now also Michael Bay, and I see Michael Bay in this movie too. I know yes. exactly what he chose to do. Man, There's, I didn't know. That's another thing I missed. I'm sorry, I did not mean to step yes. on your words. But when yes. I was watching the credits, because I didn't see it the, the first time, the, the mention of Michael Bay, I, I didn't give this movie as much attention as I should have at first, or or I just didn't, you know. But when I saw the credits, that makes perfect sense what you just said. I'm like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, there's a certain reason I'm like, oh, because here's the thing. Here's what I'll say about The Quiet Place. Ladies and gentlemen, if... You want to see, and I'm not going to shave, I'm not going to even mince words. I don't care how much negative stuff people say about this movie. I'm going to remember this film. I'm going to, I think John Krasinski is a force. Agreed. He is a force. There were, there were, you couldn't really talk in this movie. There were facial expressions he made. There that that told me everything, and there is a scene from the jump of this movie that something happens, and you when he looks up to realize what's happening, it's devastating. Oh, oh, oh is this regarding our conversation that we had the other night, last night? <laughs> yes, when he, the bridge. <laughs> dude, when he looks up, I'm like, oh no. Because you don't know what's going on yet, but you do know this is how good he is. John Krasinski made you understand. You don't know what's happening, but he made you understand the importance of something within three minutes. You knew, okay, I don't know why they're not doing something, but I do know you're not supposed to do a certain thing. I know that. And then on the bridge, you know, when it happens, you're so invested. You're like, oh, no, but you don't even know why. Oh, no. But boy, does it quickly tell you why. Oh, no, fairly quick. Like You're the like, Chicago song goes, Steve. Whew, he had it coming. Dude. He had it coming. <laughs> I, but it was, okay, okay. Oh, okay. We can't wait. We got to, we're going to hit a part two one day. But I love the movie. The more I'm sitting with it, I like it even more. What did you think? So Okay, so that's interesting because this is actually, I, I didn't get this impression from you when you talked about it last night. Mm-hmm. I, it's like a reversal of Ready Player One. You were kind of like, eh. You know, to me, that's the impression that I got when we were talking through text. Really? And uh, but now that you're saying you loved it, I'm surprised. I also loved it. I think this movie. I think this movie is. Um, it's doing something that hasn't been done before. It's it's just a it's a you know you've had I don't even really want to tell you like there's a certain word I could say like it's this this is the antagonist in the movie but I think most of us probably already get that even though it's not truly established that that's what it is. Um, that's been done before, but I don't think it's ever been done this way. And I know that's probably just a bunch of jibber jabber to you, but I know that Steve knows what I'm, I think I, I know that Steve knows what I'm talking about here. 
Everything is great about this movie, man. I don't know what else to say. Like this movie, as Steve says, will be remembered because it's a standout performance. I think that uh, we're not just dealing with Jim from The Office anymore. You know what I mean? Like John Krasinski is the shit. He knows what he's doing. And I'm sorry. This is the third time I've said it today. I don't think we've seen it. Maybe we have seen his best work, but if not, I'm very, very interested to see what's coming from John Krasinski. Oh, he just wait. seems to be, he just seems to get better and better and better, you know? Yes. And so, but he, and he, uh, oh man, it's hard to do this without spoilers. He does, there's a scene in the movie that gave me such emotion that involves John Krasinski. Uh, something that he does, a, a heroic thing he does that, I totally felt for him. I totally felt for. I. Ah, I don't want to go into it. I think you know what I'm talking about, Steve. It's, a, well, it's a, here's here's the thing. I, a. I wouldn't listen to any long form. Do not listen to long form um, reviews of this movie if you haven't no, seen it. Don't no, listen don't. To, if it's if they're even if they say, hey, we're just going to talk about it in general, and then li- maybe at the end we're going to do spoilers. Anything longer than a 15 minute review of this movie, if you have not seen it. They will spoil it. I promise you. You just, yeah. you can't talk about it for 15 minutes. There are so many things that are contributing to like the scenes that if you talk about them, they are oh, major it's over. spoilers. Even accidentally, you're going to spoil it. So it's so new. Just go see it and then listen to those reviews. And I will tell you, especially if you have children, you're going to feel this movie in a way that, that uh, a lot of movies don't know how to do it. John Krasinski, man, from Jim to now, from the office to this applause, man. And we'll, we'll, we'll get deeper, but do not listen to anything more than 15 minutes on this movie. If just go see this. And I know you've heard, oh, don't ruin it. This is a movie that you, I've never seen a movie do this. So go see this movie and you're going to, I'm not even going to say that. Just enjoy it. And then later on, listen to the pick aparts. I don't want to tell you anything like the, well, this could have been better and that could have, no, no, no. Yeah. Cause you yeah. might love it. So just go in with an open, Hey, I'm going to love this movie and love this movie, man. I, I can't wait till what is to see what he does next. I got, I have three things to say about this here and two of them are going to be cryptic. And I know that yeah. Steve will know what I'm talking about. Uh, number one, all of the actors are amazing in this. They're all amazing. Um, and I got to give it up to Millicent Simmons who plays, um, Reagan, the, the oldest child on this. Um, she's actually deaf. I don't know if you knew that or not, but she's actually a deaf actor. Yes. And, um, and it really works. You know what I mean? She just, she, she gives an amazing performance and, and, and through emotion, through emoting with her face and everything like that. She's, she's fantastic in this here. Uh, so I'm going to leave it at that. Again, I really want to keep it brief. Uh, second thing is that I won't, I know now that when I walk downstairs, I'm looking down. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to look down when I walk downstairs. That's it. <laughs> Thirdly, I highly recommend before you go see this movie, if you if it's if you're in a town that has this, uh, walk through IKEA. That's all I'm gonna say. Just walk through IKEA. Uh, <laughs> if you're in Sacramento area, I know it's like on the second floor. Uh, walk through that floor. Just pay attention to your surroundings, and then immediately go see a quiet place. That's all I'm gonna say. That's it. Uh, but I will follow it up with uh, because we are gonna have to wind this up now. Uh, sorry, it's my fault. I gotta go to work. I love the quiet place. I think it's um. It's, it's a movie that, like Steve says, the more that it sits with me over the last... I saw it on... I think I saw it on Thursday? I think I saw it on Thursday. I saw it last week. It just keeps getting better and better with me as I think about it. 
That's that's just the best way to put it here. And I think that we should in a couple of weeks maybe come back to this and get into a little more spoilerific type conversation. What do you say? Awesome. And so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for my birthday wishes. I love you all. I'm going to go celebrate my 40th in the way that only Steve knows how. Prostitutes and whiskey. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I love you guys. Take care of yourself. And, the, and here, this is serious. I'm done. Watch this. The last voice you're going to hear today is Dan's. Peace. That's it. That's that's what's okay. All right. He's out, ladies and gentlemen. Happy birthday to my friend Steve Hudson. Um, you may or may not know me. My name is Dan Ramirez, and thank you very much for listening to the show. We've had a wonderful time this time. No bullshit. I had a great time on this episode, and I look forward to listening to our charming voices uh, over and over again because that's what I do. Just kidding. Kind of. Um, well, so I'm going to leave it with this, guys. I hate Parker Posey's face, and uh, I love you guys, so thank you very much for listening. Uh, we are the Heroes of Noise. We will be back in seven days. Thank you, and we love you all. And with that, I'm going to close it out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>